Did you know you're inside? Inside Ottawa. Podcasting from the Ottawa Alert Underground Studios in downtown Kansas City. And this is a podcast made for you. On this week's Inside Auto Alert podcast, Christine Roggi and Rebecca Fisher from the marketing department stop by to discuss Modern Dealership Magazine. We meet the Bixlers, Auto Alert's only mom, son, and daughter employee group. And Sally Yulianich stops by to discuss Auto Alert's dealer strategy. I'm going to have to ask you to go ahead and move your desk again. Downstairs into storage B. No. This is episode... Six, seven, like lose. How can we lose count so early, Jennifer Wolf, on the uh, on the episode count? How can yeah, I lose? No one's counting. We're just having a good time. Uh, well, that's a that's, good point. Maybe I should yeah. just have a good time now, just Drew. Have, you Drew, can just throw a number up there at all. Episode four hundred twenty-three. Because I listen to like Joe Rogan or I listen to Rachel Maddow, and they come on and say episode four hundred seventy-five. Right. Yeah, I think we're a little far from that, but a little bit. It's just fine. Uh, off mic in the uh, room, we've got uh, Drew Black, which uh, unfortunately won't be able to hear him because we got a lot of people in here. He's hair and makeup. If you need to, you can lean over. You can lean over me. You can lean over Jennifer Black, but say hello. Hi. Jennifer okay. Black. Jennifer Black. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Oh my Congratulations, you two. So unexpected. That's yeah. awesome. I think awkward. in the state of Missouri, you uh, now are actually legally married. I'm sorry. I apologize. because yeah, we're sitting on the same couch. <laughs> and, and I said it out loud. And then uh, Mackenzie's here. She's uh, she's new. Now, she is uh, an intern under with you, Jennifer? It's under, actually, under Mark, under Todd. Under Todd, so, so in the marketing department. So Mackenzie's yep. here. Everybody might uh, if, you might recognize her older uh, man bund brother, uh, <laughs> Julian Johnston. So hey, Mackenzie, what's up? Yeah. And then, uh, so this, uh, before we get started, let me introduce you guys, and then before we get started, really, Jennifer kind of gets us updated on uh, uh, what's going on in the corporate world of uh, AutoAlert. Uh, but first, uh, Christine Raggi, you've been here at AutoAlert for a, a minute now, haven't you? Uh, a little over two and a half years. And what do you? what is your job title? Project manager, marketing. In the marketing department. Yeah. Extraordinary. And we'll get into what that actually uh, includes. And the shy one. Uh, which I want to thank I, both of you guys for coordinating today um, in your outfits. Yes, yeah. it was totally on purpose. They were adorable. Very French. Uh, Rebecca Fisher. Um, Rebecca, how are you? I'm good. Are you Hi. terrified? A little bit, yeah. Is it just the public speaking thing or yes. is it you're worried that... Oh, there's yeah. no public here. It's just us. Very relaxed. Yeah. Some and people are introverts, some people are extroverts. Yeah. Yeah, and That's some people true. are in the middle. Would you, yeah, I'm way on the introvert side. Are you really? Yeah, is this much. painful? Uh, no. No, it's not. So far, so Your outfit looks spot on, though. Oh, thank so, you. really, you should feel good about that. I'm going to scoot you over just a little bit so you're right in line with that microphone. Drew, our uh, our engineer and tech on uh, on hand here, just so it's pointing kind of at her. Rebecca, what is your what's your title in the in the marketing department? I am the marketing writer. The writer, right? Yes. Just writing away, and that's we're going to talk to you guys a little bit about Modern Dealership Magazine uh, just after we get done uh, with Jennifer getting us updated on what is in the world of. Uh, Auto alerts right. from all over, from Kansas City, Boston, remote <clears throat> Can- Canada, Irvine, Kansas City. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 summertime. We, um, I believe, the Rockford University classes, the summer session begins next week. I so. got my letter in the mail. You did? I did you get it. accepted? Yeah, I got it. Awesome. Framed it, sent it to my mom. 
Are you going to go school supply shopping? Okay, can I confess to something? I'm going to confess to something. I bought a t-shirt in their bookstore. Oh, I really did. I really did. I mean, you got to look the part, right? When you're taking the classes online. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm telling you. And, and trust me, if they had more stuff, I would have, I mean, they have a lot yeah. of stuff, that, but I would I almost bought my mom like a, a, a bear, a teddy bear with, oh, a, you should. with a shirt yeah, on it. You should do that. Yeah, but I'm 44 years old. You know? That's okay. You're never too old. That's never too old. But I'm like, is it too late to, to get signed up for Rockford? Um, nope. It's Mm-mm. not. So I mean, um, you're, you're coming, you're, I mean, considering the, the, the lateness of getting enrolled for July 1, but there are there are two fall sessions. Yes, sir. School, I, mean, I got to go school clothes shopping. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, you already got a shirt. So I need a pencil good. box. Yes. You know, pencil box or a pencil bag. Well, that um, shows my age. Pencil boxes were, were the thing back in the 80s early 80s yeah for sure i mean you, you need a, a metal et lunchbox a thermos of sorts for sure I've, for all your soup that you're gonna send with yourself information at uh, insideoutalert.com <laughs> is it there is it separate it, no it it's, is, it's, it's rockford.edu forward slash auto alert right mm-hmm. yeah to go to the to the the rockford um uh auto uh, yeah the connection Basically. where where they're yes. working together, the, yeah. the the cohesion between the two, and you can get more information right there. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so we're we're um, looking forward to seeing you know how these classes are received, and um, yeah, so yeah, we're just gonna see how the program goes, and we'll we'll um, be ready for fall sessions. So yeah, any, anytime anybody wants to sign up or wants information, um, all of that stuff is on yeah, inside.org. Drew, just off camera, I just, uh, just want to be prepared uh, to do my homework. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Just, That's uh, probably And not, I need your lunch money today, please. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Again, it is online. Just saying. <laughs> we live in a fantasy world where I just, you know, I'm going to, we should build a, a, a classroom here and just feel like we actually, for those Are of you, us that couldn't pay attention during college when we were younger, we still want that feel. Yeah. I did you guys sign up at all? Are you part of Rockford or did you do anything with Rockford? I did not sign up. I did check out the classes and I might go ahead and do that again. But at this time, I don't think it fits in my lifestyle, to be honest. Right. As yeah. a mom. Yeah. And a wife and yep. working all the time. And a kick-ass project manager. That's right. That's the truth. That is the truth. I mean, nothing says teamwork like let's wear stripes together. (laughs) Rebecca, you um, you a school person? You know, I love school, and I think I will participate at some time. But right now wasn't the best time. Yeah, I'm trying to write a book, so (gasps) shut What genre? Um, maybe we should guess. Never mind. It's a lot of guesses. It's in its very early stages. Fiction or nonfiction? It is nonfiction. Nonfiction. So um, I think there's a a dearth in the market. Uh, There's there's really a place for um, specifically for girls, but maybe also for boys. I'm not sure, but um, of having some sort of like coming of age. marker in our lives mm. like, a set, like a set pole in our life at one time where that was the coming age moment yeah and they, they do that in different like religions and right. different traditions but um for the rest of us who don't have maybe like a milestone um, milestone events of that'd be some compared kind? to yeah like a bar mitzvah yeah, yeah, in right. the jewish okay that's yeah. that's what that would be like your line Kinsiera. in the sand yeah Kinsiera. Kinsiera in, in the mm-hmm. catholic Spanish. In, it, in my heritage yeah. it was uh my first beer um, right. So, 
There you go. Well, I mean, without without something like that, then that is your marker, right? right? I mean, is driving and, you know, uh, those... you know those markers of like turning 21 or getting off of your parents insurance like that's not there's no celebration there those are, those are all tactical things yeah i think that's a great so idea. How, did, how does one write about that subject um you know i'm just getting started so i'm trying to figure that out do you go but... into the different national or different cultures and things like that and find out what those are yep i'm yeah. going to try to talk that's to cool. you know real prominent people in, in each of those fields and then pull something together it's very early stage so how exciting if you're looking for north topekans with irish descent i'm, I'm your guy oh good okay okay so, um, <laughs> i might ask yeah. there'll, be a, right there. there'll be a chapter just saying uh, it's your first uh, broke down car that your your dad buys you when you're 13 and that you have to go work on um so yeah i i do know that when this plays the sign up is going to be uh over but the partnership summit is coming up in july july 16th 17th and then the 18th and 19th you guys know anything about it? You've been working yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I'm sure that if you're listening to this on the Tuesday after the, the deadline, right, uh, the deadline's mm-hmm. the 27th of June, mm-hmm. is that if you plead and plead and plead that you have a dealer that needs to come to the uh, partnership mm-hmm. summit, that if you get a hold of Maggie uh, Huffman, that she will make some room. Because right now I think there are uh, about 20, 20 dealers per session now i think yeah it's almost it's close to 40 now it's close awesome. to all together right great. yeah and what were they all looking together. For, all together were they looking for 40 per session they were looking for 60 per session 60 per session so there's room yeah um but i think we're going to pull in some kansas city area dealers and um fill up some spaces here do like the oscars and go buy some actors to be seat, seat fillers right <laughs> <laughs> just grab some poles and grab some uh, pcs upstairs and just hey go sit across go sit downstairs uh-huh yeah Which, i wouldn't mind being in that session there's yeah. a lot i think you can learn i yeah. mean it's going to be down here in the basement in the brand new um uh i don't know what i'm calling so it anything cool. from the large room to the auditorium to the uh Costco Field. I mean, I don't know what to call it. Do you, know, you got any ideas for the uh, giant room over there? No, the pit. I don't know. The pit. Mm. Oh, crew like pit. pit. <laughs> Meg was looking for something. Uh, Meg Stapleton, our VPGM at the Kansas City office, was looking for something that sounded uh, intelligent, like uh, think mm. tank. Uh, yeah, the auto alert think I've, tank. It's so yeah. used a lot. So yeah, it is. it's cool, but it's it also used. Kind of like an incubator. Yeah. Oh, here comes Drew. We're in the railroad building. Can we tie in the railroad? Ah, like that the, would be super what, cool. What are railroad the cars? The depot. The caboose. Yeah. The depot. Yeah. I mean, the depot. Something you know. The information depot. Yeah. <laughs> The, the well, information railroad we have that subway depot. kind of theme going on on this side of the downstairs of the underground we call it the underground uh, yeah. studios yeah. with the whole <clears throat> London underground kind of logo which I saw they put a piece mm-hmm. they put a, like a makeshift paper logo up on their yeah, front doors they're measuring it out to do the real thing right yeah and it's very gonna, locked down that will be legit so that's coming up uh, July 16th 17th and then the second session is the 18th and 19th um and it's going to be just a uh, packed learning session for dealers. That's mm-hmm. uh, with different and Kyle Weeks and uh, Maggie and uh, the tr- corporate trainers are all going to get together and uh, put together. So I mean, it wouldn't hurt, you know, to go check out a couple of the, yeah. what they're talking about to understand the product a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Do you have any thoughts on like encouraging people 
like us employees like what what would you the benefit would be I think that all those super secrets that they're going to dish out in those sessions can't hurt in the sales and marketing pieces to to get more uh, clients so well one of the parts that that really uh, got my attention and I love when I go to the Ford 20 events and I go to the DAB events is that when uh, they talk about what's coming down the pipe right they talk about uh, the the pathway for auto alert and products that are in uh that are not finished or maybe not even kind of you know halfway finished but they talk about the concepts and they and they get a lot of feedback from dealers and that's re- that's really um it's really a, i think it'll be a really neat part because that's going to be part of the uh, the partnership summit too and, and you get to uh hands down if i know dealers don't listen to this but if you are a pm or if you know a dealer the hands down best thing about the partnership summit because i've been involved in these for 10 years that we've been doing at different companies is the networking opportunities that dealers have to talk to other dealers, right? To get those best practices, to get those like, hey, what are you doing for the service drive? Like, who do you have out there doing that? Like, oh, I built a tower out there, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, what? And then they connect and they get all these great ideas. So, and we encourage that because we can only think so far. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys are in the, and, and ladies are in the trenches. So mm-hmm. speaking of in the trenches, Modern Dealership Magazine is in the trenches of, uh, do you see that segment? <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Um, Modern Dealership Magazine is in the trenches for uh, car dealerships nationwide, right? Yes. And I do have to, uh, Jennifer and Drew, I don't know if you know this story. Um, I was on a business trip with Mike DeLay, and uh, we were in the, uh, the plane that he has. And he's asking me numbers for um, results from our advertising that we're doing in, in uh, Automotive News for Auto Success. And how long ago was this, Christine? It would have been about two and a half years ago because it had just started when I started. So when, when we landed and, I, and I, I pulled the numbers to see, we were not getting any traffic from the advertising that we were doing in these magazines and what we were doing online. In fact, we were getting some garbage traffic. But we were spending a lot of money. Our, I, I mean, it was, well, it, I think it was over a half million that we were spending in just Ooh. advertising alone. Wow. I, I could be completely wrong, but we just weren't getting the results. So... <laughs> Mike DeLay uh, just says, why don't we just start our own magazine? <laughs> why don't we just start our own magazine? We take the money that we're putting into the, to, to the advertising in these that are not getting us results, and we do our own. And the thing is, is um, we had to camouflage it. Right, Christine? Right. So talk about the first days that you heard that we were going to be doing a magazine. Because Lindsay Tricky was involved. She first. was. She was very integral. She had a um, magazine layout background from... MU Journalism oh, School. Yeah. I had no and idea. yeah, I know. She's multi talented. Oh my gosh. Um, <clears throat> in so many ways. And so she was brought in by, I think, Beth Moore to kind of help us with that layout. So when I started, um, the name had been already decided, which I think is brilliant Modern Dealership. Those initials are also MD, same as our CEO. I think that's coincidence. I really do think it's coincidence. But it's a wonderful name. And it's yes. actually, we're very lucky to have it because it fits perfectly. Um, and uh, the, the cover had been already started, and I just remember Nick Tricky was already working on an infographic that was super cool, so that's kind of when I came in and then finished up that, that first issue. Who was the first cover? I'm trying to remember. Crosley. Gary Cro- yeah, I did the photo shoot out at his, uh, his dealership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had Gary Crosley Ford. Imagine yeah. that. We had, to, we had to go right. with what we knew, right? Of course. Do you remember, was there a theme to the first uh, issue of the magazine? Um... Yes, millennials. That's right. <laughs> I don't think I heard the word millennial that many times before right. that first week. It's crazy. And Rebecca, you, you were part of the team at the time, right? Uh, or you weren't? No. 
No, I just had my two-year anniversary yesterday. Oh, uh, so, so Monica was about six months after Christine, I guess. So, yeah. Who do we? Who was was Janelle writing at the time? Or? She was yeah. her and Alex Jacksecket. Okay, they were writing for the magazine, mm-hmm. and then you came in six months later. We were, were two issues had gone out by that time, mm-hmm. and you get told because you didn't come from automotive, right, Rebecca? Right. You came. Where'd you come from? What what industry did you come from? Um, I have a journalism background, so a lot of writing and copy editing and... Multiple um, industries? Yeah. I had actually come out of an independent uh, company called Member Jets, which he was setting up a way for people to fly privately in a more affordable way. So... Mm -hmm. And then you get told, hey, listen, you got to write articles for the automotive retail industry. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) how'd that go at first? Um... It was it was good. I had a, a help here. I don't know if anybody remembers Gordon, who was here for a few months. Absolutely, but he, was, I Gordon, yeah. he was fantastic and kind of gave me a crash course on everything. And um, yeah, I mean, interviewing people, you know, is doesn't really matter what their background is. It's kind of you know, it's the same thing. So yeah, I just jumped right in. Rebecca is a wonderful interviewer. She's mm-hmm. able to make people comfortable, pull out the important information, um, and do it very quickly, and then put that into a perfect article. Thanks. Yeah. That's a skill, for sure. So, the beginning of Modern Dealership Magazine, there was the decision that it wasn't just going to be an online magazine. Right. Was that right away, did we know that it was going to be a, because Mike wanted a printed hard copy magazine, right? It was supposed to be online um, at first, and then NADA was approaching, and so we did a real quick print, um, literally days before. (laughs) And uh, yeah. What was was the process of finding um, a place to print this magazine? Because nobody worked with this before, right? No, Jessica Gates was the person that did that because I she was... just Google it? <laughs> fair, no, she had had a lot of experience of quick printing situations. Um, I think Kinko's was sometimes involved and um, yeah. her doing extra hours to make sure that that happened and get shipped. What was uh, the process uh, of building the magazine? Like, um, I know that Lindsay Tricky was involved and she... Lindsay Tricky, there would be no modern dealership <clears throat> magazine without Lindsay Tricky. She pretty much schooled us with how layout would happen. And we, um, I remember in the Raytown office and I believe the Instagram office, uh, conference room, we laid out everything. We drew on the whole wall right. how this magazine was going to physically lay out. And that visual um, idea came from her. And I think it just helped us all kind of pre- create our process from then on out. For somebody who's not familiar with Modern Dealership Magazine uh, here at Auto Alert, which we want you to be, because you should be on the email and get the email blast, but there are going to be some people that don't know that Modern Dealership Magazine exists. What What is Modern Dealership Magazine? I mean, what what you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, um, it's thought leaders. Um, we have contributors from across the board, um, you know, big giant um, dealers down to, you know, smaller, you know, family type of dealers so that you get a wide variety of perspectives. Um, And it's coming from other people other than just inside our auto alert or from modern dealership. So um, we really think of it as thought leadership and what our themes really tie back to is what auto alert is really pushing as our, uh, main product at that time because it is an advertising platform for auto alert. It is, yeah, but it's um, very well disguised and great information. 
It's one of those, Jennifer, in our industry, when we worked with like uh, Auto Success Magazine, mm-hmm. you would you would buy sure. an yeah, art. You see how this works. You'd yeah. buy an article, and an article would be like, It's pay to play. This is why we have so much success uh, at our dealership. We This was our problem. This was our solution. And by the way, we needed to use this product to help with yeah, that solution. Absolutely. And so that's modern. You're de- hand holding a little bit yeah i mean it's creating breadcrumbs absolutely and creating more uh relationships um yes. that contribute to auto alert and in many different ways now can you name off the top of your head all the covers um i and could many, try what, it would probably take a little bit what too issue much are we now. on i know um fixed options came out volume three issue two is about to hit literally today and is the, the volumes the years uh, yes there's four issues per year, so we are a quarterly magazine, um, so we're on our third year, second issue. So, but the online, the, the hard copy, and also there's a copy that goes online of the magazine, but the website is constantly putting out. Constantly. Yeah, so moderndealership.com. So, right. And how does, what, what content is going out on moderndealership.com compared to the magazine, or is it? Um, it is, they're more blog style. Um, so you're going to find, um, I mean, just a right, wide variety there as well. Um, uh, fun stuff, entertaining quizzes, um, different kinds of interviews, um, as well as wonderful content that our writers um, come up with from their brains and their um, <laughs> research. Um, so just, yeah, we just have really talented writers that produce things every single week. I remember when I first started, um, I would come to the stand-up meetings because I needed a tribe and a, um, and so the marketing team. I just was like, "Sorry, I'm just going to start coming to this." <laughs> we were meeting, happy about so it. I was really excited. <laughs> but you guys were working on, um, I think it was a, it was a survey or it was like a, a quite, it was yeah. something about the back the back end of vehicles. Oh, can you recognize what what this vehicle is just by its back end? Yes, and, and then I, Alex like blurred out any kind yeah, of. Yeah, I thought that was so genius. And then so. I never, I, I failed at all those things because clearly I'm not paying attention when I'm driving. But, um, but now, like, that, you're trying I, to stay alive. Yeah, yeah, I am <laughs> trying to fix. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. I've never been a part of an organization that had a magazine or, or a digital or or hard copy output in, in of that manner. So it was, re- it's been really interesting to watch your team collaborate and and the the pace that you are able to create things as well is um is something that i haven't seen i extremely admire well thank you jennifer um if anybody is unfamiliar with modern dealership it's it is really good to visit the website because you'll find every article that's been printed on there in addition to this other um and from other articles that yeah. we've been talking about so. i know that you been writing for Modern Dealership for two years. I know that Jay, Jay that came onto the team what six months ago, less than that. I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure, but um, yeah. he writes for the for the for the magazine. Yeah. Drew has ghostwritten for me a few times from the magazine. Outside contributors seem to it seemed to be a challenge there for a while, right? Is it still a challenge to get outside contributors? Not at all. Okay, Good. you were very helpful in getting the initial contributors and getting those lists going. I remember you provided me all those names and. I emailed those people. We just didn't know if they could write or not. Right. And so, you know, sometimes you have to polish a, a T. So um, I don't want to cuss on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what T stands for. Polish a T. Right. Tur. 
Writer. <laughs> can't polish a writer. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. All right. Yeah. So some of the contributors that are that are in it now, like off the top of your head. Oh, uh, <laughs> this off the top of my head Matt, stuff is I know, not I'm just, my thing. This is how we do it. This is how we, this is like Koenig. the hot seat. Koenig's Koenig. in it? Yeah. Uh, Matt Koenig. Um, what Kathy Nesbitt. Um, she's been in a, she's a, she's like a regular writer, isn't she? She's out of Arkansas. The GMC store down in Arkansas. He, Kathy she Nesbitt. does social media. Yeah. yeah, she runs social. She's kind of like your job, Drew, but at a dealership mm-hmm. at a GMC. Yeah, but she's been uh, writing for a while. Denise mm-hmm. Casagrande is another one from like, PCG. Yeah, there's yeah. a few people. Brian Huth, Huth. Brian Huth, Matt Raymond. Brian Huth is from Sam's uh, Five Star. Well, yeah, done mm-hmm. in Dallas or Sam Pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who Matt Raymond uh, from North Carolina? There's a lot. I feel bad that I'm missing like some real obvious ones. What I enjoyed, and Shaka, I'd like to get back Shaka into Dyson. Shaka mm-hmm. Dyson. Is he writing for the magazine, or is well, what's he doing? We, you know, we get contributors. The F- he has for FNI each University magazine. So I yeah. mean, um, there's some that have been repeat for sure, and we all we really appreciate them, and they're strong writers, and they like to do it. But um, we also just get fresh takes. So every single magazine, you're going to find seven to ten contributors. So you just have to go to themoderndealership.com and go look for them. Up. Look for them. Up. Up. Now you have also you've done articles and you've featured books that were written outside the industry correct or articles that were outside the industry and outside industry perspective or has every single article been written by either our our team here or somebody who works in a dealership or is a consultant uh pb you want to answer that i think we're all i think we're all in the industry yeah i think everybody's in there may have been some outside I'm thinking that one book, like, I forgot the name of it. There's been a few books that you guys have have featured. We have done some book reviews, but I think that they've all been automotive. um, Oh, I see. Yeah. Related. And I know one of the the best moments that I had working at AutoAlert and the the little tiny touches that I've had with Modern Dealership Magazine, besides, hey, guess what? Mike DeLay wants to start a magazine. See you later, guys. Right? Was being in Lansing, Michigan, uh, visiting a dealer group. And seeing the Modern Dealership magazine on the, the desk of the receptionist that just came in the mail. Aww. So cool. That, that was cool. That was neat to see how that all kind of came to be. Um, what is the circulation right now of Modern Dealership magazine? About 23,000. We, we send them to oh. all dealerships and vendors. Yeah. And we just got an email yesterday. Last night I got one from uh, Kendall Billman, uh, senior VP, saying that uh, Gary Kalk, the uh, CEO of Dealer FX, which is our sister company, had no clue that Modern Dealership Magazine was a part of AutoAlert. Right. And he's, and Good. He's, and he's like, yeah. Yeah. I want Good. to buy some advertising. Right. Which Good. we used to put him in there for free when it first started. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I still have their ads. Uh huh. The, the, their crazy uh, marketing guy that would have we'd have a hard time getting a hold of. Right. But wow. yeah, he wants to the pay for it. Price just now. went up, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Price His name was like definitely going up. Benatar or something because <laughs> he kept remembering Pat Benatar. Right. Yeah. Um, what is the so Modern Dealership Magazine every quarter mm-hmm. new issue comes out? Fixed Ops just came out. An idea of what the Fixed Ops issue covers because Fixed Ops mm-hmm. is huge. Like, what are some of the things that are going on in this issue of the magazine? Well, the cert, you know, the service drive is. Um, I think it's starting to be understood that it is a huge place for selling. Um, AutoAlert obviously has products that um, assist in that, but um, a lot of the articles pertain to not just focusing on your front end, but put as much marketing and focus and time and energy into your back end because that's where your repeat customers are going to be. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's 
kind of uh, the general idea of the magazine, but there's a lot of different perspectives and takes on that. It's not the same article over and over again. So it's very fascinating. Getting yeah, into we, the fixed upside, you, were you guys surprised on how much the fixed upside is almost ignored in the dealership culture, even though it is the cash cow of the dealership? It makes the most money for the dealership. Did you guys get into that at all and get to see that kind of perspective, Rebecca? Um, I would say the people that I talk to, yeah, but it's shifting really quick. You turn your um, mic a little bit, yeah. That there it, we go. Sorry about that. It is shifting now. I think I would say dealers are maybe in agreement there that they're really starting to put a lot of focus on the service drive and um, not necessarily make it their number one source, but um, definitely pair it more with the sales department. Because it is Get two the, different cultures. It's two different, it's like two different businesses in one. Yeah, and it's also making sure that your service techs aren't being turned over, you know, that they're they're being considered as far as experts because um, that turnover is pretty high. And any kind of turnover in a business is, means your sales are not gonna be as high as they could. So um, there's some, you know, articles pointing to that as far as keeping your service techs happy, yeah. um, making sure you're considering them as valuable employees of the dealership. You reached out to me to ask if I knew of any female techs or if I knew of anybody that hired or had female techs on staff, right? Did that go any further? Did you get something? So? Oh yeah, Rebecca's an expert. <laughs> on females in tech, which I can tell you when we go to the, the Tasker races with Ford, he does this thing on Thursdays where he talks to uh, high school kids about getting into the mechanic side of, uh, of automobiles. And Bob has told me that there's been a, uh, a larger size of, of mm -hmm. girls um, that are attending these now. Yeah. And so it looks like it's Definitely. kind of going in a, in a direction that more women are getting involved in, in the tech side. Yeah, it's a really lucrative career. You can make a, a lot of money real quick and schooling is very inexpensive, which mm -hmm. is a huge issue in our country right now of the cost of schooling. So um, that's part of his message. He's actually in the magazine talking oh, about is. that oh. program, the YES program. Yeah, yeah awesome. so check it out. And uh, he he's talked about um, his own female service techs and how, he, how much he values them. So um, there's just a lot of more women getting involved and um, as it moves away from being a, a very mechanical job, a very physical job, um, it's becoming more uh, computer-based as cars become Data more. and all, you just plug it in, it tells you what's wrong, and yeah. then, yeah, it's crazy. So I do, it's, I have a nightmare um, service story to tell you guys, because this set the precedence of, of how I, I view that big giant wall between sales and service, you know, that, that happens in dealerships. The same trip that I saw the Modern Dealership Magazine, I also visited one of their, their stores. It was a Chevy store, big Chevy store in, uh, in Michigan. <clears throat> and they were having their um, employee appreciation lunch. And at the dealerships, what they would do for employee appreciation lunch, they'd cater it in. So they had this big barbecue pl uh, thing that was there. And they were cooking all these burgers and stuff. And they set up these tables. And they got the food all laid out. And there's the owner. You know, she's there shaking hands, saying thank you to everybody. And sales in the in the office and the you know the internet department, they all come out. They're getting their food. They're sitting around. They're eating. Uh, time goes by. Sales gets up to go get more food. And I just I'm, I I go, where's the service department? They oh. forgot to tell the service oh, department, man. right? They but they said we sent them an email, right? And oh, right. this was when we were building Pando and we were trying to understand communication. And the serv like what service tech checks is the checks their email. Yeah. Right. So did you did you stay away from that kind of in the in the fixed ops? Mm -hmm. Was it did you get into communication at all? 
I think there was. Yeah, bit. I think maybe that, I should just read the magazine. Yeah, and quit asking you guys so. what's going on. It's totally online. I, I think was just reading Jennifer's <laughs> thoughts over there. Like, read the magazine, Joe. Yeah, I think <laughs> Jay Howell actually did a a great um, research piece on service text. So I think it definitely gets into that communication and and. Um, yeah, considerations. I'm just wanting you to tell me the story so I don't have to watch the movie. That's all I'm just <laughs> what's the what's the next issue of uh, Modern Dealership magazine? What's the the theme for that? The changing perspective of the automotive industry. So Ooh. I mean, this it, it really does piggyback off of the the service drive one in a way, um, and also uh, female dealers and um, very excited because um, believe. Um, as of right now, so don't mark my words, that we are going to have our first female dealer on the cover of the next issue. Awesome. That's our desire. Who, so. Who's who's possibly? Is it is it the the one I interviewed in North Carolina? Yes. Okay. All right. The one, she got in. She got a couple of new dealerships down in uh, North Carolina too. I guess. Really? Yeah. I think she did. She's back in the, where Matt Raymond works. Well, Rebecca Correct. just is, did. You already have the interview with her. No, I scheduled it. But, okay, um, she's in for sure. She's super excited. She's she's amazingly uh, awesome. She's a dealer. What's, what's her name? They're Kristen Diller. Oh, I thought you were being mm, secret about it. Yeah. I was oh. trying to. Are, do we know. need to? We can cut it out. No, it's fine. No. Do you want me to? I'm not drop sure. an f bomb so we'll get <laughs> Just has it. You got yeah. that exclusive here. She's a PhD, but she yeah. doesn't act like a PhD. You well, know what a PhD like is? She's like 37 years old. Um, or I'm sorry. What? A PhD in the automotive retail industry at a dealership. What a PhD is. So you know in uh, car dealerships how usually grandpa owned it, then dad oh, owned right. it, and then so PhD she stands up, for Papa had a dealership. She Papa. grew up in it. Oh dear. She's okay. She's made her own changes and she's um, running it. She's her totally way. different than what you would picture the stereotypical mm -hmm. PhD. Um, she's amazing. Right. And what and she turned it all digital, didn't she? I think so. Well, you're going to yeah. interview, you're going to find all that out. Yeah. And she's like 37 years old, so it's pretty amazing what she's doing. Single mom of two terrible. or three kids, too. A couple kids. Yeah, young. And, <laughs> I think she's younger than that. I think she's younger than 37. She's, she she's quite young, yeah. What else uh, What else in Modern Dealership? Anything exciting like, besides the uh, in-the-box interviews? Which I wanted to ask you guys if you wanted to bring them back and if you wanted to be involved. Bring, bring back the interviews? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think that could definitely be. Well, we have this. We have this room now. Right. Right. And I have the capability of calling people. Uh huh. Not like I had it before because it was really crappy. Right. And you guys can can join, and we can interview these dealers like we did with Mabel Peralta. We did with Katie Wagner. You know these different dealers, and we can we can chat with them like we used to with the the Modern Dealership Podcast. Very cool. Would yeah. you be Would you be interested in that? I know that I you were terrified be. when you walked in here, so I don't. Want <laughs> Yeah, you would have to do this almost like on a biweekly basis. Oh, as long as I could sit quietly and not well, have to talk that much. But then. it's just like the conversations that you would have with them on the phone when you're getting information for um, writing. Yeah, an that would be your jam. I think you'd be well, awesome. Sure. At I'm it. really good when I know it's not being recorded. You know, <laughs> I'm like actually very good at, at interviewing, and it's it's easy for me and it's very natural. But can I tell you right now? I've been recording this whole thing, and you've been doing amazing. Oh, thank you, Jerry. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I haven't seen one hitch in your giddy up. At all, none. Wow. I think it's just a story you're telling yourself because you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. Thanks. I mean, I've got people on microphones that are like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Drew when he first I started. Yeah. Ever, oh, I don't think I've ever heard that noise. No. Uh, yeah, Drew was sweating. He cried. <laughs> I think you had to change your uh, your pants because you're yeah. just wet. Aww. Your fetal position, and then he got better at it. Yeah. No, he's always been great at it. He's an hands natural. down. Yeah. 
brought your attorney here with you today. I know. I, I'm <laughs> just not like I'm just not gonna. Yeah, I don't. I don't want that out there because that is not the truth. You're trying to make Rebecca Can't feel better. Jennifer, you're doing you a great job. Also, very much a natural, I must say. Just I from just like to talk a lot. That's, <laughs> that probably does. Help. It does a little so we, bit. We can set up a plan that every two weeks you guys can come down here. We can give a dealer a call. Here's the other thing: is that we're going to have dealers that are going to be in house for the uh, partnership summit. We can also look at that list and see if we want to bring some of them and do oh, them live yeah. here in the studio um, the same way we do the Inside Auto Alert podcast. And I know that you guys, uh, that you've taken the in the box interviews before and turned them into articles for the magazine. So now you've got the, uh, the audio version. And we did video at, uh, uh, in where were we at? Las Vegas? San Francisco? Oh, San Francisco. Yeah, a couple, yeah. And Drew shot that. So if you guys would like to do that, ladies would like to do that, I'd love to be a part of that and set that up and, and make that happen again. Because I think awesome. you get in, you get when you talk to like Nathan Williams, was that his name? Hayes. Nathan Hayes, Nathan Hayes out of uh, Jefferson City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, learn how he's an Uber driver part time, and you know, and how he hands he sells cars to people that get in his Uber. Because obviously, if you're getting an Uber, a car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, you know, that's a great story. We yeah. talked to uh, Christina about how she uses uh, Tinder and right. Snapchat to sell cars. Yeah, those are just really good stories that we get from just talking to these dealers. Yeah. I'm in. You guys in? Yeah. Start putting some. Uh, you tell me who you want to talk to, and I'll I'll give you some too, and we'll just set, we'll set aside. Some All right. Time. Sounds good. So, uh, Christine and Rebecca, thanks. ModernDealership.com. Thanks, Joey. Yeah, and we'll we'll start it up. Jennifer, anything to add to this end? No, I just wish we had more time. <laughs> I wanted to learn a little bit more about these ladies, but I do get to hang out with them every every morning, so that's fine. Yes, I love my daily dose. Mm-hmm. Of and you guys, Wolf. I feel so sad. You guys, you don't know these little nuggets of wonder right here. They're awesome. No. You talking about me oh. and Drew? Negative, Ghost Rider. <laughs> I'm talking about these ladies in the stripes. Oh, I think these little wonders and nugget wonders. I just thought maybe it was well, you just, when you change it around, nugget wonders, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a softball thing. Yes, <laughs> or, or like a really bad like. McDonald's treat of some kind. So, so you guys mm. got to get back to work or um, just take the rest of the day off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Is good? You guys want to reach it's Christine. You don't have to ask me twice. Yeah. <laughs> take the day off. You came in. You usually work from home. Yeah. Came in. Is yeah. it just weird coming in the office sometimes? It's very nice. It's, it's, it's very nice. nice. It's, and nice it's the opposite because if Drew's like gets to go home and work from home, he's like, oh, it's so nice. And I'm the same way. But mm-hmm. like every time, like, okay, so we, I think we need to, because you referenced her as PB. Uh-huh, I know. And it's a, it's not peanut butter and jelly. It's, it's definitely not, not that. When Joey was ta- calling her shy, I wanted to bring up where her nickname yeah. originated. Yeah, well, okay, so will you tell us a story we can... Well, it is what? funny how the writers both ended up, so Jay ended up being hired, and I had been called PB before that, so we are PB and J. So if you need to find <gasps> oh, a writer, it's pretty best easy to remember, ever. except you might not remember that Rebecca is PB. That is such he's easy very, marketing. He's very fancy because it's not J-A-Y, right. J, period. J. J, period. Yeah. I always write J, period. Okay, so I think I we need to d- drop the bomb. Yeah, there's no time point. limit on this interview. We can go as long as we need to go. I don't want to tell PB's story. Oh, the story, um, just a very super condensed version, is uh, no. when I worked at the Nelson. Long and wild. Oh, my God, you worked at the I, Nelson? Yes, I, I was known know as, when I finally went out with my coworkers, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want them to see that other side of me. I was like, 
I'll just keep it. I'll just keep it professional. <laughs> this other this side of you. <laughs> and then we went out. I'm and, curious now. <laughs> and then I, you know, it was a crazy fun night. And then the next day, my friend Carrie came in and she was like, "You know what? You are your party Becky and your work Rebecca." And so awesome. That's where uh, PB. Yeah. Came so, from, so so she let us know that party <laughs> Becky was her nickname, though she wasn't technically that. She didn't party really anymore. Yeah. Right. Correct me right. if I'm wrong. Right. Right. I've kind of um, put the brakes on that. So Right. But um, so then we shortened it to party backs. Well, I think maybe Nick Tricky shortened it to party backs and then it evolved into PB and I mean I don't even know who Rebecca is. I love is. I love the the um the evolution of nicknames because that's that's hilarious and you know what pretty much one person that starts that (laughs) right but that's nick to be honest though i mean you are it it just needs to have a little bit of time with you before the jokes start coming and and i think the other thing that i it um noted when i first started coming to stand up is that you would just always stand there stand up just with this beautific face and the smile like what whatever you're looking at was like like the sunrise and I'm like oh, it looks like a mess over there <laughs> but you're just so and you're what you like well I mean we're talking about now I'm talking about aura but what you're putting out is so positive so I Aww. really appreciate that and then Christine is she's just got the jokes over there <laughs> Yeah, PB can be hilarious. (laughs) Sorry, we're like, we want to talk about each other. We love each other so much. (laughs) PB can be hilarious. I actually really miss her energy in the office, but right. Yeah. I get over the pando and so. Had you ever um, been in charge of a magazine before? before No. So how was that? That A lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. It sounds like a nervous wreck situation for me. No, because I really like working with creatives. Um, You know, I I like um, editing, and I really enjoy um, the graphics that um, our designers pair with the Mm -hmm. articles. I mean, they actually do read the articles. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, and, you know, it just it just comes to life. So I really love it. And she's a fantastic editor. I'll write something and she'll take 10 minutes with it and just pull out just the little things that need need a little bit of work on. It's she's very fast. And it's Mm -hmm. it's very kind of all the issues. How many times do you hit the 11th hour hardcore? Oh, Every single one of them. Gosh. Every you know, time. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. That's not mm-hmm. our, not all our. It's mostly approval. Well, see, executive approval. We are a, um, a magazine creating team, and um, but also have lots of other projects going on at the right. same time. That's the, right. the thing you're balancing so, two two jobs. Basically. Yeah. So the designers, the writers, they're also doing other jobs at the same time. So um, some things are more pressing. Um, you know that pushes some things back, and so we work with that time frame. But honestly, I think that we we get it out, um, you know, in in a, in a really good manner. There's some more team members that have joined the marketing team. Is it going to take a little bit pressure off? Or I think so, and they are talented and mm-hmm. eager, and um, so very excited about that. Have you got to know the new? If uh, I know that it's, I haven't been up there forever. You had a brand new team member. It started last week. Mm-hmm. Emma? Emma, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, who else is joining? It already besides feels like she's McKenzie? been here for a while. Yeah. So, so you get to know her pretty well? Mm-hmm. Because here in a second, we're going to play a little game. 
Right? Yeah. It's a game I like to play when we have uh, Let's put you on the spot. departments on here. Right? Yeah. It's called, uh, we did it yesterday with the Bixlers. I'm very competitive. Just be careful. So we'll say, Whoa, party Bex. This will be the second. <laughs> Killer well, that's not competitive in a, in a way oh, that you guys are going to be competing against oh, each good. other, right? But it's a, a little bit <laughs> of creativity comes in there. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, part of this part of this podcast and coming up <laughs> later in this episode, um, I had the, uh, the threesome of the Bixlers. Uh, oh, where you fun. guys are sitting now at uh, how do you, Melania, 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 Melania mm-hmm. Lucas, and Marla, mom, mm-hmm. and then uh, brother and sister uh, had them on. It was a very, very fun. We played the same Why game. Why didn't you bring in Jeff? I mean, it would have been just oh, hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, you know when I can I say something? This is a little embarrassing. Only Never three mind. microphones. Never mind. We'll no, no, you already started. You can, you can uh, cut it out. You can cut it out. We could cut it out. When I first started working I'm here, not, I thought Marla out. Bixler and. Lucas. Lucas were married. Yeah, I thought someone oh. said that they were husband and wife, and I remember thinking, oh, oh that's kind of a cute couple, yeah. but she might be a little, just a little bit older than him. No, it's 2019. Okay. No. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Anything I mean, ain't happen. nothing wrong with that, though. But Kate Beckinsale oh, can do it, so can Marla Bixler. Right. She's been married to Jeff forever. Who's Kate Beckinsale? going with yeah. uh, she was with Pete Pete Davidson or whatever you're a, you're a millennial what's the guy's name that was uh, yes. so you're a Gen Zer who's the the guy from Saturday Night DC, Live you're a great person that was dating uh, the girl that broke his heart Andr- Adriana Grande Ariana you know Pete Pete something oh Wentz no not Wentz uh, Pete Wentz no that's what? not right you were right Pete, Pete Davidson yeah Pete yeah. Davidson from Saturday Night Live you guys know who he is yeah real skinny his, oh yeah his father yeah, was killed in uh, 9-11 and yeah, oh, he was dating oh, Kate Beckinsale. Here. I don't know wow. if they still are, but yeah, and That's she's awesome. my age, and he's I don't know twenty three, so oh yeah, mm-hmm. just saying. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. But it nope. is his mom. That's Love the part that's wrong with it. <laughs> that right? is very yeah, well, wrong. Well, I mean, and maybe uncomfortable. For uh, Lucas. Well, and you know, I so I used to work with my husband, and so they just thought. Well, no one ever thought we were together because we did were very just. We just didn't want anybody to see us that way. So new hires would come on board, and it'd be two years before, and then we would show up at a holiday party together, and they'd be like, "Oh, you guys are together!" Like, yeah. That's happened a few times here with me yeah. with um, uh, the real estate agent, and her husband is. Uh, she does real estate in her part time. Her husband's one of the IT guys, the big tall. With the red beard mm-hmm. and the bald head. Uh, oh, what's his Jeffries. Jeffries, yeah. Janet Jeffries, and then her husband is one of the IT guys. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I didn't oh, know. yeah. Yeah. It's like little, right. little yeah, uh, what'd you call them? Knowledge nuggets? No. Good nuggets? Oh, golden nuggets. I would say that's a that's a power couple there. That's a power couple. I mean, there. they mm-hmm. are awesome. But I do, th- uh-huh. I, I do think when you do have those relationships within the workplace, the last thing you want to do is, is have that filter. You're you're having to shine through a filter that it doesn't um, benefit you as the individual. It becomes part of like, well, you're part of this family set. Well, no, I mean, I wouldn't want that with my sister. Um, same thing with Mackenzie and JJ. So that's th- those are some of the things that you navigate. So clearly, um, the Bixlers do a good job. Of do you that. do you ever because he's in your department? I've known him for twelve years. Do you ever look at Lindsay and Nick Tricky and go, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really cute relationship. No, it's cute, but you're just like, they're totally yeah. opposite people. Yeah. I'm actually their daughter. That's another secret. That <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> PBT? Yeah, right. I think when you PBT. hear that they will play video games together, yeah. but in separate rooms, I think then things start to kind of yeah. make sense. That's something that I understand anyway. I think they definitely... We'll just dish all the dirt on them. Yeah. <laughs> have, uh, <laughs> no, that's... Uh, no, I think they are... 
Actually, I mean, no, it's it's fun. Like they play, they'll play each other or like something will? with the same game. Or something. I'm not a video. Are they game online person. with each other playing against yes, each I other? Yes, I think online. That's I crazy. don't remember well, something th- like that. I have an insight to Nick because he went to college with somebody that I dated back in the past, and we lived together. So. I knew Nick personally. I've known I knew Nick personally, and I, we he used to come over with the girl he was dating before, Lindsay. And I've seen him in a relationship, you know. And I'm like, how does Lindsay, the guy, the guy's a little, uh, he can, he's a little nutty. He's awesome. He's so creative that he's got that like, creative brain yeah. that makes yeah. him just say off the wall things and totally, you know. And Lindsay's so more introverted, quiet. So. It makes me think she has a nutty side. You know what There's I mean? There's got to be like, that like PB. How yeah. I picture it is she slaps him in the back of the head a lot to like <laughs> yeah. get him in line. You know, right. like Ralph Cramden and, and uh, his wife. There's a yeah. there's a. So are you guys ready to play this game? Sure. We're ready. Right. So uh, second time playing it in this episode. You're gonna hear later on. You're gonna hear the Bixers play it. But this one is going to include the entire marketing team, including uh, Jennifer Wolf and Drew Black, right? Oh, Lordy. Um, they are part of the marketing Do I need to team. Stretch? So everybody, oh, we're, all, we're all on the same team. Everybody, no, no, no. Oh, Follow me here. Oh, Hold on. I'm going to get you there. I'm like, what I'm doing now is I'm I'm setting up the tease, right? Okay. I'm setting it up. I'm getting people going. Oh, what's he talking about? I want to stick around and listen to this. So everybody that's in your marketing stand-up meetings every morning at nine o'clock, right? That's mm-hmm. the marketing team, even though they may be part of corporate, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or Drew part of the media. Those are your choices. Those people. Okay. All right. Do you remember in high school the yearbooks? Remember uh, most likely to succeed. Most Ooh. likely to. Uh, you know what I mean. Remember those yes. yearbook questions. All the answers are. Oh, okay. Man. So what I'm going to do? I already do, don't like this. I don't want to pigeonhole anybody. No, exactly. Okay. All right. I'm game. But Drew's positive. So. So you, okay. Rebecca and and Christine, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a most likely to blank, and then okay. you're going to tell me individually. Um, including these two, mm-hmm. they're part of that, who fits in that blank, right? Mm-hmm. So if I was like, uh, um, most likely most likely to be the first one to order a beer at a bar, oh, right? You, mm-hmm. that, you'd be like, uh, Joey Little or, or Drew, right? That's how you do it, okay? okay? You can also pick the other person sitting on the couch with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready for the first one, Christine? Okay. All right, your first one is, um, who's most likely to get a freaky tattoo on the marketing team? Drew Black. <laughs> Drew Black to get it. Oh, you evidenced. just got one, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You just got one last night. <clears throat> it's all wet and gross looking. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca, uh, who's most, arm. <laughs> on the marketing team, who's most likely to get arrested in a foreign country? Um, I'm going to say Drew Black. <laughs> Drew Black again on that one. As if they'd allow me to have a passport. <laughs> uh, That's why uh, you're arrested. Christine. Yeah, yeah. Christine Raggi, mm-hmm. on the marketing team, who is most likely to cry on national television? Uh, Jennifer Wolf. Jennifer Pro- Wolf. Absolutely. You think so? Todd Napier. Don't get too close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Absolutely me. Rebecca, who's most likely to become a Marvel supervillain? Oh, ah, I feel like that's... That's a great question. Super I'm going to go with villain. Alex. I'm going to go Alex. <gasps> Alex. He would be the silent... Yeah. Christine, you ready for yours? Okay. Who on the marketing team is most likely to become an obnoxious reality TV star? <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's gotta be Nick Tricky. Nick Tricky, <laughs> huh? You're gonna go with Nick. Uh, I, and I, I think obnoxious? Joey wants it to be him. No, I'm, no, I'm, 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 I think it's 100% Joey. <laughs> obnoxious TV reality. Oh, I guess Joey reality. is in the, mar- in the, in the stand-ups. <laughs> totally. Okay, Joey Little. You do it. Really? My I feelings are hurt now. <laughs> Um, but this you'd one, be a star. That's all it, I want An yeah. obnoxious star. Uh, Rebecca, who on the marketing team is most likely to be an undercover FBI agent? 
Um, great question. These are mm-hmm. good, aren't they? That's funny. My like, I did come to mind first. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with myself. <laughs> but you don't yeah. want to blow your cover. <laughs> you're gonna go you're, yourself. You're, you're a great uh-huh. yeah. interviewing. I skills. agree. Yeah, I actually I worked for PETA a while back, and I was I was wanting to go into investigations, <gasps> but then I changed my mind when they said how psychologically damaging it can be. Investigations oh, yeah. through PETA. We don't want that. I see what you're saying. That yeah. would definitely change your aura. Uh, like, I don't can't stand next to her. Next to her, yeah. Christine, uh, who is most likely on the marketing team to catfish a person on the internet? What's catfishing? Yeah, I don't know. Like somebody. So catfishing is like I create oh, a fake persona. You know, like, you're baiting somebody. Mackenzie, the Gen Z, or step uh, letting us old folks know what's going on. Maybe she's just smart. <laughs> right. Um, that's an interesting question. Um, I'm going to say Todd Napier. Todd Napier. And uh, we'll get a few more here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, <laughs> uh, who, who? and we're thinking, just consider everybody on the marketing team is single. I know they're all married. But who is the most likely to be ghosted the most uh, during dating on the marketing team? Ghosted? Mm. Oh. I don't think any of us None? would ever we're be ghosted. All Way too attractive. attractive. We are like a... <laughs> Unusually good looking Hilarious. Team. Right. <laughs> Extremely approachable. I'm going with Mark Amberdell. We smell good. <gasps> Negative. I'm going oh, Mark. Uh, no. Have you seen I, I Mark's will... new look, by the way? Yeah. It's very good. But I'm just saying, I'm being ghosted hot. means it doesn't mean you did anything wrong. Mark is just, uh, I think he would get ghosted because uh, because he cares, right? He would pick the no. wrong ones. He's mar- been married for 40 years. Like he's, I can't no. imagine anyone ghosting Mark. Sorry, I don't no, know. I actually not. I would definitely say if, if I were in high school, we were in high school together, I would have such a hardcore crush on him. Just because <laughs> he knows what he's doing. There's something about the confidence level that he exudes. We shouldn't talk crushes, though. But who, oh, would, no, we who, who, who would be most Back likely to ghost someone else? Oh, like if, oh I like yeah. that one. I've, maybe Nick because Nick? he's never he never like I could, he never responds to anything. I think he would just forget. Right. True. I think he would just be like, "Oh yeah, I was supposed to do yeah. that." I think there's whoops. A, now I'm just gonna let it go. Is there a difference between ghosting and just forgetting? forgetting? And then I think <laughs> and then not wanting to like ghosting is purposeful for the for, uh, yeah. Also, for the record, these are coming from the internet. I didn't write these. So okay. I know they get like I'm to like to the, be fair. you know yeah. so I saw the the groans and the moans about the ghosting thing. I'm like I'm just reading. All right, right. Um, Next, whose turn is it now? Christine? Uh, yeah, oh, I guess so. Uh, Christine, who is most likely on the marketing team to go to the store in their, in their pajamas? Oh, man. I would probably say me. Yeah, I was going to say you, too. <laughs> yeah. going to go with you. I concur. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like to be comfy. Like I said, these are from a website. <laughs> Don't judge. Uh, but, uh, Rebecca, who on the marketing team is most likely to start a fight with a monkey? A fight with a monkey. I'm just saying. Did she? Did you? She just. What is that thing about PETA? Why does it just? Sometimes. Man, that's. Monkeys can be aggressive, I, but if you're starting the fight, can. I still. I'm gonna say I can't think of anyone. Christina, we could reframe it like, who's like likely to best defend against a monkey attack? Uh, that would also be Alex. Yeah, I was thinking questions. Alex too. Fighting a monkey is Drew Black hands down all the way. I don't know what. Fighting a monkey? Yeah, I think okay. you would. Oh. No. <laughs> Drew, would you fight a monkey? If a you fake had? monkey. Yes, like that a, was yeah. most of my dating life. Spending yeah. <laughs> off monkeys. <laughs> right, just, just a few more, um, and some of these are a little inappropriate. Uh, da, 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 da. I think they, they get worse. 
<laughs> they get worse. Um, well, now we're curious. No, I, there's no way in the world I can read some of these. Yeah, I mean, they're just too personal, right? Like, one of them is, who's most likely to have a sugar daddy or sugar mama? Like, you know what I mean? Don't answer that question. That's me. That's true black. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, no. All right, we'll go with this one. The last question is for both of you. We'll see if everybody agrees on it. <laughs> on the marketing team, who do you think is the most extroverted, and who do you think is the most introverted? <clears throat> Ooh, that's well, a, that's I think we should one. also define extroverted what? is Drew. Most yes. extroverted would go to Drew. Okay. That's probably uh, true. And Jennifer. Right. No, because Tricky. if you look at really truly what introverted and extroverted means is like where you draw your energy. energy. If you're if you're like for yeah. example, if I actually will hide in in certain like I will Ditto. I'm I'm only good for three hours in a public setting and then I'm out. And if I don't get that, it all goes downhill. So I would say while I um, express myself like kind of in an extroverted way. My downtime, if I, I it is one hundred percent introverted. You like, have I said that you go decompress after, and then I, and I, so I would say Drew. I yeah, feel like he get gets a yes. ton of energy yeah. from people, from audiences. So, so why don't we stick him in the basement by himself with Joe? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Let's do that. I'm you agree with that? Drew or you? But yeah, yeah. yeah it's I'm true. I'm a lot like uh, Jennifer. It's all a facade. I'm a, I'm just like I'm. I'd also like your, to say that I think Jessica Gates would totally go to the grocery oh. store in her pajamas. Oh, for sure. She's pretty extroverted, too. Mm-hmm. Completely forgot yeah. about her. And uh, on the introverted side, I mean, Rebecca, you, 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 you tend, it's not quiet. You just like the peacefulness, the yoga. The, yeah. 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 You got three hours. I've got about an hour and a half. I got right. 15 minutes. I'm in and out. I got yeah. smoke bombs. Boom. I'm gone. I've definitely <laughs> told people that have been at my house, and like, Okay, well, you've got about 20 minutes before I'm going to get in my pajamas and not come out of my bedroom. Yeah, I mean, wow. it's just because yeah. I can't I can't keep – and also depends on the amount of energy that's coming mm-hmm. at me. So if it's somebody that's really high energy, I'm like, I, I, I got to go. There's somebody I think that beats all of you that's part of the marketing team. When it comes to the uh, I got to get out of here, uh, can you guys think who it is? And it's not Jennifer. It's not Rebecca. I can tell you exactly who it is. I've been working with this person for a long time, and he's known as Smoke Bomb Don. Um, yeah, <laughs> really. Smoke Bomb Don. Smoke Bomb being like a magician when they disappear, yeah, poof, and then the smoke goes up. Oh right. Even Mike Delay talks about Don will show up if if there's like an, an event or something, and all of a sudden he's just gone. Just yeah. gone. It could be ten minutes. It could be twenty minutes. It could be thirty. Just, because goodbyes take so long. It's an Irish. Mysterious. It's an Irish goodbye. Yeah. That's kind of why I like Don. I oh, guess. Yeah. We would yeah. be if we went to a concert oh, like great. JJ and, and myself and Don and and uh, let's say you know a few others. Um, all of a sudden, you'd just be like, "Where'd Don go? Where's Don? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's gone. He's in an Uber. He's done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Getting, getting a car is. sold to him. He's, <laughs> also, he's also the yeah, 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 no guy. So like right. after, the, after the concert, if you did oh, stay yeah. for that, and you're like, hey, we're all going to go to uh, McFadden's or whatever, or something like that, and go get a drink. You come and you'd be like, yeah, 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 and then you just don't see him again. Right. <laughs> definitely good. employed I, I that as well. Is that you, Jennifer? Yeah. Oh, you do that yeah. Too, yeah. The Irish I mean, goodbye. yeah, because otherwise, because I do feel like I want to give everybody attention. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to go around and say goodbye, I want to make sure that I am attending to them in that moment and I'm already by the time I'm saying goodbye I'm already depleted Mm -hmm. and to try to do that is just a recipe for uh, no go it happened at your show that I went to at uh, Knuckleheads and I showed up and there wasn't a whole lot of people there Mm -hmm. because it was during a weekday Mm -hmm. and I was like god 
dead. Now he's going to know when I'm leaving. Because yeah, there wasn't yeah. a lot of people oh. there. As I was on stage, I was watching you walk out there. No, you stay yeah. for the whole thing. You stay for the whole thing. But no, that's... Yeah. Like, yeah. There's nobody here to camouflage me doing my uh, Irish goodbye. That, that's something I kind of had to learn that, like... Because uh, I used to beat myself up by not, like, personally looking mm-hmm. someone in the eye and saying yeah. goodbye. Yeah. That really, you're just, like, you're, you're beating yourself up. And, right. and that person maybe. As long as everything went well throughout the night, right, it, it's right. not a big deal that you didn't personally say goodbye because. But there are some people out there but, that will say that Drew didn't say goodbye to me. Yeah, that then that's. I mean, could, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying I'm the same way. Like I feel like I have to go give everybody right. a hug and say thank you. Yeah. But then there's some people that would maybe say I didn't get a goodbye. But then right. there's other people that are like, Yeah, why are you? Why are you saying whatever? Okay, yeah. bye. Yeah. So it is kind of a people think yeah. I'm weird anyway. So I think they appreciate that. I well, just if it makes out. you feel better, in some cultures, it's it's almost rude to say goodbye because they believe like you never say goodbye because you'll mm. always come back in some form and, and meet the I person again. I want to be in that culture. Yeah, right. so mm. it's yeah. Just, that's just a little bit more relaxed. Also, yeah. it there, it also says something about the the comp the confidence or the comfort level of the individuals yeah. not saying goodbye. So there's right. certain I, I would imagine that are certain um, groups that you would probably do like actually give a formal goodbye just because you either don't know them or you're trying to build relationships with them but like if if I just bowed out of something I don't none of you got I trust my relationship with all of you that you would be like oh that was just her time I'm, to go I'm right. in a I'm in a, a, a bad situation and, and Drew knows because you've met who I date Sydney Sydney is a social butterfly mm-hmm. and she has to say goodbye to everybody before she leaves right so if we go anywhere together I'm I'm already in the car like mm-hmm. the seat back I got the podcast list listening yep. you know on my phone and still waiting 20 minutes well you just gotta you just gotta manage it and be like okay we're gonna be going in an hour but then maybe that's a good goodbyes. antithesis for you because then that you, can, dis- work you can disappear and she can say goodbye to everyone goodbyes. for you. Oh, Joey went to go get the car. You know, what a gentleman. So we're going to yeah. say goodbye. You we know. just meet in the middle. I'm just like, if there's 20 people in here, how about 10 of them, half of them, say goodbye to half. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, no. Yeah. So I'll be in the car next hour and a half waiting. Yeah. So. Can right. I bring it back to Drew's show real quick? Uh, when's your next show, Drew? Oh, heck. Um, so when is it? Oh, I'm the worst person to ask. We have... <laughs> he's, in the ba- he's in the band, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, my band members, and Joey can probably relate to this, my band members used to like text me and say, hey, we have a show tonight. And be like, oh, okay, I'm looking I'll be it there. Up. Mm-hmm. An hour before the show. Hey, Drew. I'm looking it we're, up. We're on in an hour. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's uh, cool. Well, I know we're playing. It's tonight. Tonight. Uh, <laughs> in <laughs> September, which is oh oh yeah, it's tonight. September. <laughs> September in September, 28th. we're playing a big music festival in uh, oh. North Kansas City, which I'm real excited Ooh, about. Sweet. Awesome. What's but, that? Yeah. Ca- what's it called? Do you know? Oh, come on. <gasps> we'll look it up. Uh, it's the uh, North Kansas City Music, music festival. festival. Literally, right. that's literally <laughs> actually I believe what it is called. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like a marketing yeah. outing. Yeah, yeah, they need a yeah, marketing for team. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I th- actually, as crazy as I think. We just did, we finished a kind of a bigger run of summer shows, and then so now we, we're re- finishing our recording, and then September is the first thing online. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, was, there's nothing on your, um, yeah. There's nothing on your, um, yeah, that's Facebook. another thing I'm really bad for, yeah. for a guy who's supposed to, yeah, interesting, run social media. I'm really bad about running it for my own endeavors. Yeah, but I think you just kind of get burnt out yourself. a little bit. I just kind of like, yeah. Because I think it's different. I mean, I used to, you know, in my previous places of work like I would I ran the social media and I, I by the time I got home I was like I don't want to see any of it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, I think it's just a matter of like you just don't want to you you've already done that you've already been on that platform right so yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that I okay, think that's good. actually 
refreshing and good, yeah. actually. I think there's a lot wrong with that. <laughs> it's just got to be the opposite. That's all. Joey. No, you can't get burned out a bit, a bit on it. I don't know. I've only been this social in the social media a couple months, so <laughs> mine, is, mine has gone down. Like my own content has gone way down, just because we focus more on work mm-hmm. and and uh, we're building the new social strategy now, which is uh, which is fun. <laughs> two guys, exciting. two guys that, yeah. that are not writers or data guys. Uh, uh, putting Trying together to a, data. a strategy, so just mm. take this. It, it's every year I just start from fresh. So, yeah. Wow, that's exciting. It is. We had fun this morning. We were we were uh, brainstorming and talking about the voice uh, for 2020. So the voice of what the auto alert social media channels would be, because each channel has a different voice. You know, LinkedIn different than uh, Facebook, different than than Instagram, different than uh, Glassdoor, et cetera, et cetera. And what is that voice and and uh, what is that personality? You know, because uh, you know it's kind of going to match our market, and then we had to figure it out. So it's it's a lot. It is a lot of fun, and it's a it's a lot of thinking. Somebody's just got to write it down. That's the hard part. <laughs> I'd rather just have it in my old noggin. <laughs> Drew just rather just say it out loud. Me <laughs> yeah. too. And then we just stare at each other like, "You're going to write that down?" Yeah, so all right, uh, we good. Everybody good. You need to get back to work. You know, you get with this is the first of the longest pie segment we've ever done. Uh, wow. Over an hour now with uh, Rebecca. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pair this down. Pekka Fisher, uh, writer for the uh, marketing uh, team here at Auto Alert, and also uh, Christine Ragi, uh, product man- project manager on the marketing team. Jennifer Wolf, thanks for uh, joining this conversation, bringing a, a different perspective on questions I wouldn't ask. And Drew Black, just hanging out. McKenzie, hey. thanks for staying like your pants. <laughs> Those are crazy looking. Thanks. Stick around. We got uh, interviews coming up with the Bixlers, and also uh, we sat down with Sally Ulianich. Uh, director director of uh, dealer strategy. It's all coming up on the Inside Auto Alert podcast. Want to see if a particular job might be a good fit for you? Want to gain a better understanding of how another position functions? Apply for job shadowing today. Encouraged for any position and not just current openings. Gain insight and broaden your understanding of how another position may fit you by job shadowing. Availability may vary by location. More information is available at InsideAutoAlert.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Wolf, Corporate Communications Manager out of the Kansas City office. And I'm here just to remind you about our Above and Beyond Recognition Program. It's a peer-to-peer recognition program that highlights those that have gone above and beyond here at AutoAlert. If you're in the Kansas City office or remote and you would like more information, contact me, Jennifer Wolf. If you're in Boston, contact Ashley Carwile. And in Irvine, contact Claire Miller. To nominate somebody for Above and Beyond, go to InsideAutoAlert.com. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. Do they always give you a hard time like this? Yeah. Do they team up on you all the time yes. like this? They do? It makes her stronger. Are you kidding? Where does Jeff play into this? Does he get no, on their side or does it's he back worse you up? for him. Oh, they get on him. But but when they're coming at you and Jeff's in the room, does he just leave or does he support oh, you? He, he jumps in. We try to, he jumps in on your guys's? Oh, yeah. He hops on our side. Man. <laughs> let's get it. It's a very, uh, very fun family, I guess, yes, right? Yes. We're not normal. You're not normal? <laughs> so Marla Bixler. You were the first employee at AutoAlert because you were at Motofuse. You were at Motofuse before I was. Correct. Right? And you were working part-time. What were you doing? What were you doing? I'm still part-time. Are you still part-time? Because you're retired. Yes. Yeah. From teaching. And you, uh, your first job at Motofuse was? Um, I guess I would have been in charge of content. I would Oh, the content pages. Yeah, we had those pages, the comparison Uh pages. Remember we used to sell those things? Did you ever have to sell those, Lucas? Uh, I did not uh, had the pleasure of selling those. Yeah. Man, those were fun to sell. Lucas oh Bixler. Now, Marla, what's your what's your title here at AutoAlert? Salesforce ad. 
Salesforce admin, mm-hmm. and Lucas, you're a, a sales director. Yes. Or director of sales. Director of sales. Not sales director. Nope. Director so of director sales. of sales means that you direct people, and sales director means that you would direct sales stuff. I like to think I do a little bit of both. You'd like to think that. <laughs> I do. Well, There's a lot of things really I think does. you'd like to think. <laughs> and you have been at, uh, were you at Motofuse? I no. wasn't Motofuse. Uh, I guess technically I was not. You were too chicken to come over. Uh, I was there for about a month <laughs> prior to the changeover. A lot of people were chicken to come right. over, weren't they? Right. As soon as I got the call, I just left. Me too. Yeah, just dropped everything. Luke's <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm making pretty good money over here. That's right. <laughs> right? And then this, do you want to introduce your sister? Uh, we also have Milena Bixler here, uh, also known as Cheeks. <laughs> oh, I thought she had something else that was known as. I thought earlier you said uh, you said something about fat and she's got many fat. nicknames. <laughs> no, you said someone. You should put the headphones on. You're like that's what we used to call her. Fell Cheeks. Fathead. Cheeks. Yeah. You yeah, are known as Cheeks. Everyone call me Cheeks in high school. Milena, because I have a very round face. There's nothing wrong with round faces. No one said there was. <laughs> Just saying. So you uh, are a what's your title here? So I was. No, a, no. What are you now? We don't care about what you used to be. I was a training manager. Okay, you were a and training manager. <laughs> now I'm on the go-to-market team under Kara Mueller. What What is your title? What would go on your business? I am card? a go-to-market manager. Go-to-market manager. Yes. All right. So we've got a administrator, a director, and a manager, all walk into a studio, right? But one thing that you guys all have in common is that you have the same DNA. At least they have half your DNA, yes. Marla. These are your two we kids. Did. Yes, I'm so proud of them. I was trying to think if there was any other. We have a lot of twosomes here at Auto Alert, where it's like a, a husband or a well, yeah, husband right. and wife, or a daughter and 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 uh, mom, or you know what I mean. Right. I think you guys are the only three Pete or the threesome, right? Let's start with Melania. Um, am I saying that right? Melania. Melania, not Melania. Elena with an N. I was really trying to avoid not saying her name at all. What? Just call her Cheeks. Cheeks. <laughs> are you good with that? No. You don't like that nickname. She's good with it. Do you I have like- a nickname that your brother? Because your brother is Lucas. Uh huh. He's older, by how much? Oh God, years. Twenty. Ten years. Three years. Three years. <laughs> so he's been that older brother who's probably teased you your entire life. You have no idea. Made her stronger. Well, I have an idea because I've known Lucas for at least uh, almost ten years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that your name has come up quite a bit in conversations, like in the marketing team back in the day. Most of it, you know, uh, people teasing him, like because he has a little sister, right? Nick Tricky doing a lot of that back in the day. Right, you I don't know, know what's so bad about having a little sister. No, no, you don't. Know. It's, it's about it's about dudes and then teasing them about having a little sister. Like you know the whole like uh, you know one day oh. I'm gonna ask your sister out. She's gonna I'm right. gonna marry her that kind of. Yep. But um, so did you ever have a nickname that you liked that Lucas gave you? Because I'm sure he's given you hundreds. No, you've never had a nickname that you like. <laughs> They've never been pleasant. Ever. <laughs> Nothing. So, no. Has she ever given you a nickname? Uh, I don't think so. None that would be appropriate. <laughs> no, no, for this, this corporate. Pod- I do have to tell you guys, since this is a, a business podcast, that you do not have to answer any personal questions at all. Because if you feel forced, then uh, that's not good. But I figured the the Bixlers are. I've known you guys for a while. I just met your daughter, kind of a few times in the last month. Uh-huh. So, but I've known you guys uh, longer. I've spent a lot of time with your with your son at work, right? And I'm, and I'm, of course, you and I have spent time together. But I want to really get into the whole dynamic. How come Jeff doesn't work here? Jeff well, is your husband. He does. He does work here. He's a photographer. Yeah, he gets subcontracted out to take uh-huh. pictures. But that's it. He's not. He doesn't have like a job job here. And they too, we could give him some kind of custodial job. That right. would be. He'd really flourish in that role. He'd spend too much time talking and distracting other people. Yeah, and like measuring tiles. And <laughs> so this all started. Who was the? Did you start? Because 
You were neighbors with Mike DeLay. Correct. You were neighbors with Mike DeLay. How far? How, this is way back. When did you start? When were you guys neighbors with Mike in the first place? Since 2008, I yeah. think. They moved in about 2008, and I started working uh, as his professional driver. That's what uh, I heard. 2010. 2000, you were still in high school? Or uh, you just got out? I just finished my first year of college. And at the University never of went back. Never Twitter. went back. I went back for a little bit, but so you you you're sitting around looking for a job, right? And uh, this is what I hear, and just tell me if I'm wrong. Mike Delay ends up having knee surgery. Mm-hmm. He had some accident that happened to him when he was in the military, uh, and he finally is going to get this thing taken care of years and years and years later. And he realizes he has no way to get to work. Yep. So he calls on his neighbor kid. Yep. Now, did you have any kind of um, we were, interaction with we were Mike? Friends. You were neighbor friends. We were friends. Did you ever like go over to the house? Oh, you, you and his, every Friday night. Every Friday night, yeah. because he was married to Lisa at the time, yeah. and and you guys were all kind of went on vacations with him. Oh, really? So yeah. you were close. Yeah. And so and so Mike at the time had was doing Vin Solutions. Mm-hmm. When you first met him, was Vin Solutions in Correct. the picture? Yep. Yeah, and you were the neighbor kid. Yeah, well, I like to think he saw immense potential from me right off the bat sure from day one right, right? Yeah. And, we, uh, sure we, we all did yeah exactly yeah and so how does how does he approach to to what's the first question he asked like hey can your son take me to work well, i think it was if i remember correctly it was me jeff my father we call him jeff uh, and mike out in the garage one day and he asked me if i had a summer job and i said no and he said well you do now you're gonna be driving me around you're 19 19 yeah and he said you're gonna be driving him around because yep. he had the knee surgery had the knee surgery and so your first job was driving Mike into the office. We uh, picked him up. We went to the office. Who's we? There was just you, right? Well, me. I got a lot of personalities. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just saying. All of us went and picked him up. We uh, we went to the office. We uh, did a couple laps, took a lap around sales, took a lap around support, you know, made sure everyone felt the presence that uh, Mike was there, had some lunch. We got out of there, went to physical uh, therapy. And then you took him to physical therapy. Yep. Took him to physical but then therapy. he's getting better, right? Then he starts getting better and he wants to spend a little bit more time at the office. You take him to work, and then what do you do for most of the day? While he's sitting at the office and waiting to go home, you got to take him home. What are you doing? Yeah, so my uh, my first manager was Ryan Rigdon. Oh. Uh, I remember he uh, the very first day, he had no idea what to do with me. I'm pretty sure Mike just threw him into or threw me into his office. Hey, same exact story over yeah. here. Uh-huh. So he gave me a, 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 a booklet of all the products and the, the silver, here. the platinum, yeah. the gold packages. And I think Ryan just kind of looked at me and said, uh, just... Memorize that. Study them. Yeah. So that's, and that's this what was, I did. When was this? Do you remember? Year and month? That would have been probably, I don't know, August of 2010. So it was right. It was the same time that I got in there. Yeah. And, then, and I got the old Rigdon. Oh, you yeah. Know, Rigdon, uh, Joey's going to you know, start the marketing department. And so from there, you, you just, well, how long did that last with Rigdon? Not long. Uh, not <laughs> how long, long until you joined, you and I became? Well, so pretty quickly after that. So that's when I went back to school for another semester. During that semester, I switched from journalism to business marketing, uh, came back here to Kansas City, and that's when I started in the marketing department. I guess it would have been January of 2011 then. So where Mike DeLay comes to me and says, hey, listen, Lucas Bixler's dad is an amazing photographer. So he's got to have some of that skill. <laughs> so why don't you take him under his, your wing and get some video and get some pictures done and... You know, and and Lucas will be you know kind of that content guy. What Drew does now, but uh-huh. in it very when we first trying to discover that, little did I know you had absolutely zero interest in that. Zero. I have uh, very <laughs> and little creativity. Zero skill. Yeah, agree. Not forget that. That I can agree on. So yeah, so it was um it was interesting. Now you, how did you? I retired 
May of 2010. How long did you teach for and what did you teach? 31 years. 31 years. Business. You taught business in school. Classes. Yeah? Any uh, specific school? Wonatonka? Uh-huh. As I say that right? Wonatonka. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you pulled that mic just a little bit closer to your oh. mom? Do you mind? I can tell. You just sometimes you have a very projected voice and sometimes uh. you have just more of a relaxed voice. Yeah. <laughs> so you retire from teaching for 31 yes. years. Mike was at our house. He said, what are you going to do? I was like, oh, I don't know. I think I'll try to get a little part-time job. He was, well, come work for me. Yeah. So. What did you start I doing? I first started working, I think I first started working in Salesforce with Maggie. When it first started? I did all the solutions. He had each person in each department write an article. You built the library. Yeah. You did do that. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yes, I know what Very your mom impressive. did. Yeah, you built the library because yeah. I thought it was impressive. Does. One person knows what you right. did. So you started part-time coming in a couple days a week. Do you remember when that was, month and year? Yes, May 2010. So just a little bit before Lucas. Might have been July. July, same, 2010. Yeah. That story's changing. Right. She's losing it. (laughs) And then how'd you... That's why I retired. How'd you fit in this? Did you guys all just figure, like, why why mess it up? Just bring another one in? No. It was Mike's idea. Mike's idea to bring... It was Mike's idea to bring you in. It was Mike's idea to bring Lucas in. Yeah. So it's... Okay. So it's like he's collecting Bixlers. Right. Well, it kind of comes full circle because he had the second knee replacement and he needed a driver again. And I just got home from college, so I just graduated. Like a little bit more in front of you, I'm sorry. Didn't have a job um, after school yet, and I was applying to some medical sales jobs, and he needed someone else to drive him around. And then right before I was going to, you know, start, so two weeks before his surgery, he was like, "Well, you know, anyone can drive me around." And you know, you Prove should that just, with your brother, right? <laughs> so really, I think he saw some potential in me even before as Lucas a, as a driver. Say. <laughs> no, because he was like, you know what? Anyone can drive me around. Why don't you join the training team? Oh, I see. Yeah. And so he just you know, expedited me straight to an actual position, unlike what? Lucas, <laughs> who purchased pies spin for Ben Solutions. Did you, were you the one who bought all the pies? I did. I bought quite a few pie days. They had fried a pie day. Yeah, I remember that. You used to buy a bunch of pies, and uh, you would go pick them up? We would go together after work. You and Mike? And eventually, uh, <laughs> once Lisa started discovering the amount of pies we were eating. There was a lot of pies. Well, he had to hide them at our house. So yeah. then we'd take the pies and we'd put them all at the Bixler house and he'd come shuffling down periodically. Didn't they come from the, some church or something? Uh, some are from or am I church, something or something some else. Some are from... Uh, were they the ones you could buy and then you had to cook them? Or what do you... What do you remember no, no, the ones no. We so these, were, these were totally pre-made. different stories. We would go to a different place. So sometimes oh, it was like corner Tipton's cafe. Or, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Huh. You were that guy. Yeah. So... Uh, what is? How does it make you feel to know that your brother is in charge of people now? Um, I wish them the best of luck, <laughs> first of all. Um, no, I think he's probably a good manager. Um, you know, surely he's got to be nice sh- to his employees. Marla, is she lying? <laughs> he's a good coach. He's a good coach. That's he's right. You coach football. Coach. You don't have any kids, but you coach he's football. Good with kids. I've had. Several moms come up to me and say, Keep "I your love son your a- son." Oh, my I kid love- loves Ooh. your son. <laughs> okay, we just realized what you just said. You had several moms come up to you to tell you that they love your son because he's such a good coach you're, with their kids. Yeah, you are loved by moms in North Kansas City, huh? Yes, the Northland. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's awesome. How'd you get into coaching? Uh, I had a decision after high school to play some small ball college football or go to Missouri. Chose Missouri for the fun, and I just always kind of missed football. So once I was done with school, I uh, volunteer. Wanted to get back into it, so it's the same little league team I grew up playing for. 
Oh, it's the same one you played on. What's yep. the name? Of, is it Chiefs? Northland Chiefs, yep. Northland Chiefs. Uh, and the, any kids ages between 8 and 14, we'd love to have you down there. Tryouts <laughs> are in August. Do you guys check for uh, PEDs? No, no PEDs. So. <laughs> you don't check for them? Nope. Yeah, I was going to say you don't start testing until later on, so you might as well get them in now. That's what I'm saying. We encourage that. You uh, you do anything saintly like your your brother? You, mm, not no. Really? no. Don't, don't coach any teams. Um, yeah, I mean, I just now got done traveling so i'm back in kansas city so i was also on the northland chiefs cheer team all throughout my childhood so maybe i could so you were cheering while he was playing yes yeah yep how'd that work out for you didn't just ignore her you never let distractions get to you when you're on the football field (laughs) were the other cheerleaders like in love with your brother and were uh, the other players they were were any of the players like like, did you you make an understanding to the other players on the team that your sister was off limits were you that kind of brother or what were you didn't have to right the the vibe and the tone (laughs) i put off it was understood (laughs) okay so was he a protective brother and is he still yes yeah pull that mic a little bit more because i know you want to look at your your brother and your mom and it's got to be in front of you no that way yeah just jam it over there that's good (laughs) it's banging lucas's up against his face over there (laughs) perfect um was he protective um, yeah, it was mostly, I think a specific example that we could all resonate with is Kevin Rupp would always. So Kevin Rupp is a, he's still a PC here. He is. I haven't seen him for a while. He's been on the road. He's traveling. Yeah. Okay. So you've known Kevin for a while. You guys have been friends for a while. Been okay. good friends. Yeah. So, so through high school, Kevin would, um, make jokes mostly in front of Lucas just to get a rise you. out of him. Oh yeah. About how, you know, we're going to one day just have to get married and start a, a relationship, but have is, <laughs> so one thing we know about Lucas is that uh, he's kind of known as the Bachelor. I don't know if you're seeing anybody now. It's really none of my business. Yes, are but you seeing anybody now? <laughs> I like uh, to tell I'm you. I'm not seeing anybody right now. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys know that Lucas is currently living at my house with four other girls. So we know about all of his, uh, you know, his, every time he comes and goes. So you're living with five women, four women, four women. Four. Yeah. You plus four. How many bedrooms does this place have? Five. Five, five bedrooms. Apartment or a house? House. What happened to your house? Uh, I sold it. <laughs> Why'd you sell your house? I was up in Liberty. It was a little too far from downtown. Darn. Yeah. And so your sister said you'd come shack up with her? Well, so the story goes, I uh, <laughs> sold my house. I was in contract with another house. There's about a three-week uh, yeah. period in between the two closings. So I was going to come live with them. I was going to move in for a few weeks, maybe even do a little renovation on the new house, then move into it. Well, in between the time that I moved in with them and uh, moved into the next house, we ended up falling out of contract. Uh, so that was towards the end of December. At that point, I was kind of waiting until spring houses come up. And, yeah, you got all your stuff in storage, and you're just staying in a bedroom, or what's going on? Yeah, I got uh, I got a storage unit up in Liberty where a lot of it's at. Uh, I sold some of it off. And How far is this place from uh, Jeff and Marla? Uh, 15 uh, minutes. Yeah. So not too far, right, Marla? Right on Southwest Traffic Way. So do you go visit the kids over at the house? Only if I'm invited. You just don't pop by? Oh, she'll be five minutes away. And, right. Oh, is it cool if we come by? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> so, but you're almost 30 years old, Bixler. And so, are you getting close? I got a, I got a full year. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a year. That. You looked at me like it was like 10 years. It's a year. You're almost 30. <laughs> and you're seven, You're three years younger. So you guys yeah. are getting those. I mean, you're adults now, right? But you're starting to grow out of that. Uh, you're starting to grow out of that roommate's phase, right? Would you say like uh, is this probably the last raw of having roommates and your brother living with you? It's, I mean, wouldn't I would you like to, would wouldn't think... you like to have grandkids yes. and then settle down and get yes. married and stuff? You that's what I'm trying to get to here. That's what <laughs> yes. I'm really trying to get to, and that's what I wanted to know about Bixler, right? Your brother. I could say Bixler right now. It refers to all three of you. But uh, has he ever had a girlfriend or something that you really liked and that you just wish that he would go back to and that maybe get married and 
So Marley can have some grandkids. Is there one in there? He did have one who I really liked. Yeah, who was that? Um, her name was Julie. 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 Um, Good name. Yeah, great name. <laughs> I don't know if they really fit together now. If I could just add a little something. She currently thinks she's a mermaid, so it's going to be tough to go back to her. Julie thinks she's a mermaid. So if that gives you any Not kind of... Not that there's anything wrong with it. No, we, all mermaids matter. So that's then... Lucas's type. Weird. <laughs> Believes that they're mythical creatures. Well, that's interesting. And how long was Julie around? When didn't she go away? Oh, I mean, it was a while ago. ago. He, he doesn't really date seriously. Um you know, At back, all? back that truck right on up. And so you with your sister, she ever had a boyfriend that you're like, I could go hunting with this guy. I'd like to hang out with him. Maybe you know, invite him to coach some football with me. Uh, you know, she's had some. Okay, guys. <laughs> Nobody, huh? You think you'll ever approve? Uh, yeah, I would definitely approve. What if it was Kevin Rupp? Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. So Marley, you are wanting the grandkids. You're wanting yes. all that good stuff. Yes. right? Are you giving up hope yet? No, no. You're not giving well, up. Well, for hope. Lucas, yeah, probably a little bit. <laughs> I just, I'm afraid I'll be in the nursing home. So I'm 44. I've never had any children. My mom's 65, right? Is that your same Close. ages? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, it's killing her. Yes. And I'm way, I'm like 15 years older than your son, so. What's your, yeah. What's my reason? Yeah. What's uh, plenty of kids in the world. Why do I got to add another one? You know, everybody's bringing to a potluck dinner. Everybody brings food. Do I really need to bring food? No, there's <laughs> plenty there already. True. Right? True. True. That's the way Bixler would probably think. Yeah. Yeah. There's already food there. Nobody's going right. to notice. Oh. Plus, what if nobody eats my stuff? Then I get my feelings hurt. So I'm going to play a game with you real quick, Marla Bixler, if you don't mind. All right. Have you ever um, you ever remember the uh, the game or remember in high school with the yearbooks? Uh, they used to have like most likely, likely to succeed, most likely to, sure. you know, all that. So we're going to play most likely. Okay. okay? What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a question or a statement. You're going to tell me out of the two that are sitting in the room, your two kids, you don't have any other children, right? No. No. Okay. Because we <laughs> that we know of. Are we sure? <laughs> we didn't even ask Jeff that probably. Right? <laughs> right. So we got Lucas and your daughter Cheeks. Um, you're going to tell me at just those choices who is most likely to do what I just asked you. Okay. Okay. So like this one. This is very very easy. Who's most likely to go to the museum? Malena. Malena is. All right. Who's who's most likely to uh, die poor? Don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> you think it'd be Melina? That's Do you want to go any uh, any further with that? I'm so we, giving. We put him in charge of our finances because he's so tight. We put her in charge of our medical because she's loving. She has empathy. Yes. And Bixler has more. He doesn't spend money. Correct. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Except for lunch because the guy is a lunch connoisseur. That's and, right. and chocolate milk. Boom. Oh, God, yeah. Is that a big thing? Uh-huh. Are you a big chocolate milk also or just, just him? Nope. I usually drink coffee in the morning to start by He's mornings. a chocolate he, milk He's chocolate milk only. That's all I need. That's it. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Who's who's most likely to, uh, to sing in the shower? Lucas. Lucas is most likely. Who's most likely to go to a Justin Bieber concert? Lucas. Malena. <laughs> Malena. Who's most likely to give all their money to charity? Malena. <laughs> Who's most likely to marry a celebrity? Lucas. Lucas. Who is more likely to be the drama queen or king? Who's a bigger drama queen or king? Oh, Malena. Malena. <laughs> Come on. Who's most likely to be happy? Malena. <laughs> Just like taking all these, aren't yeah. you? I was like, geez. Who's most likely to hold their breath the longest? Longest. One way to find out. You want to you want to test them? Sure. 
Okay, go ahead and just tell them to hold their breath. Hold your breath. Plug your nose. Plug your no. nose. Okay, what, what's going on? Just making. Uh, were they very competitive when they were? You don't have to hold your breath, Marla. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> were they competitive as kids? Yeah. They're just staring at each other while they hold their breath. Oh, their cheeks are all popped out, holding their noses. He's, he's competitive. He's very competitive, huh? Oh, looks like your daughter's trying to. She's cheating. <laughs> so she's the cheater. She, yeah, she's more the cheater. And this she, is still going on. She tends to play a game because it's fun. Do you think one of them is cheating right now? Oh, she just went down. So Lucas is the answer of the longest. Okay. All right. So it leads me around in my next question. Who's most more, more likely to embarrass you in public? That's toss up. Yeah. yeah that's a toughie. <laughs> Probably Lucas. Probably Lucas. Probably Lucas. Here we go. This is the question I asked earlier. Which one do you think is going to get married first? Ooh. Is that a tough one? Well, the Mermaid moved away, so that's <laughs> Malena. The options. She's all Malena. Okay. <laughs> um, who is most likely to kill somebody accidentally? Ooh. Malena in a car. Ooh. In a car. Marla, Lucas. Is, you think Lucas? Why Ooh. do you think Lucas? Because be, the way he drives. You think it's yes. because of the way he drives? Oh, oh, he's not. He's not feeling that. I don't. I don't appreciate that. Crazy. He does. He's the. He's the worst driver out of the two. Yes. Oh yes. What about out of the three or the four of you? Who's the worst driver? You, Jeff, Lucas. I'd or say Malena? Lucas. Jeff. Lucas Jeff. I'm the best. I um, think there's a difference between driving recklessly. crazy and aggressively. I'm a very aggressive driver. I'm always in control. Reckless. <laughs> uh, who is most likely to fail a simple test? Malena. <laughs> really? Sorry. Don't do it. Which one of your two kids is most likely to believe in ghosts? Malena. And Lucas. No, they you don't. Because we had a ghost. You did right. have a ghost. Yes. Mermaid ghost or what's going on? I don't think it was a mermaid, but we did have a ghost. You did at the house mm-hmm. yes. that you still live in, Marla. Yes. Someone and, actually killed themselves in our childhood home. Well, it doesn't mean, I mean, there, people, it's somebody probably killed themselves here, too. I mean, it doesn't mean there's a ghost there. Right. Oh, no. No, there were signs. There was like a written or like wildy coyote signs well, or one one day oh you're talking about things that happen <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, like a sign that says this place is haunted <laughs> i never saw it you never saw the ghost but i certainly felt it <laughs> okay you want to explain that a little bit more well one day me and my buddy were up in my room we were upstairs and there was a metal trash can on the little landing on the stairs and it was one of those old beat up trash cans you know not really you know sound anymore but it kept moving around it kept rattling so i kept getting up looking at it seeing what was going on nobody was there you know, we had a cat, we had a dog. I was like, ah, must be one of them. Well, it keeps happening over and over. Eventually, I go down, I grab the trash can, I put it up in my room. Problem solved. Not going to hear it anymore. Well, then all of a sudden, the stairs start creaking. Yeah. And let me tell you this. As a 15, 16-year-old boy, you know pretty well what's the difference between an old creek in a house and people walking up the stairs. Yeah, and you knew the difference. And it, it, there was step, step, step. I heard it coming up. Again, thought nothing of it. Somebody must be coming up the stairs. Nobody came. Happened over and over. Eventually, me and my buddy go downstairs. We're like, all right, forget this. Let's just hang out down here. It's during the day. Every ghost store I've seen, nothing happens during the day. Right. It's always at night. <laughs> three always o'clock at night, in the morning. Right. So we're good. Well, then all of a sudden, the stairs to the downstairs basement started creaking like somebody's walking up them. And those stairs never creak. So now I'm, now I'm, I'm heightened. I'm looking. I'm watching. <laughs> we're staring at the door. It's not latched, but it's closed. And all of a sudden, it starts to kind of swing open slowly. Yeah. Right? And we're just sitting there staring at it. And all of a sudden, behind us, there's a little serving dish that's catty corner against a brick wall and a uh, just a typical wall. And as we're staring at this door, slowly opens. You know, three, four seconds go by. We're deadly silent. All of a sudden, the serving tray just comes falling down behind us and hits every brick along the way. Just 
slams on the granite. We go screaming, running out the door, and I think we just left. That was it. How old are you, 15? 14, 14, 15, something like that. Marla, we need to talk, okay? Here's what I just heard, okay? Let's just pretend like they're not here because I think you got set up. Here's, Here's what happened. Bixler, that never happened. None of that oh, ever trust happened. Trust me. No, no, none of that. He just said. I've seen it too. No, no, no. Listen to me. He's tricked you. Right. I'm going to tell you why he just made all that up. And he's been making that up for almost 15 years now. Bixler was setting it up to find out how he can sneak back into the house. Because yeah. he just got to that age where he's going to start sneaking out and partying and then coming back. Oh, that's true. So he had to make up some story about why the, the the stairs would creak in the middle of the night as he's creeping up the stairs to go to his room to hide. And if he gets you scared, like there's a ghost on the stairs, you're not going to look, right? You're going to go, oh, there's that ghost again, right? <laughs> and if he happened to have a few too many pops and he ran into something through the living room and it knocked it off the wall, ghost. He, it's a ghost. Makes yeah. sense. That's great. I Makes think sense. he's a methodical crazy person that set you up from 15 years ago that you still believe to this day just so he could sneak back in the house what do you think are you i think that he used to sneak through my window and that's how he used to get back in the house after sneaking you gotta have multiple you gotta have multiple ways (laughs) multiple routes you gotta you gotta get the story and and plant it in mom and dad's head right just in case you gotta go that direction i caught him you caught him every time sure it wasn't a ghost (laughs) i caught him is it true did you make all that up or is that true story uh no it was true but uh, now that i'm thinking about a double spin cycle i might be able to reuse it and put them in a home maybe get them a little scared get them (laughs) out of the house yeah so you can go move in the house yeah that's what i'm thinking (laughs) yeah how old how old till you are you power attorney yet oh yeah yeah i think you can go ahead and just move them in there now oh yeah you can move them in now yeah yeah they're on the last leg just move them in that's what i'm thinking you know what dude like we did to my grandma just buy her a trailer Move her to South Topeka. I'm just going to put him in the basement and have a little door that goes out the back. Yeah, why not? <laughs> that's why Melinda's is in charge of our health. Oh, that's right. But he's got the money. <laughs> Some call that being the favorite. <laughs> so where do we go from here? So uh, you guys are still young. You are in the go-to-market now. What is your yeah. passion? What do you, I mean, is this... F- I, I can see you doing this, but you could probably do it all at other jobs. We know that your, your brother's not a marketer, but he is uh, apparently he's good at uh, processes and staying on top of things. Yeah, I mean, I guess my passion is just people. So it's this job has been more fun because I am get to finally meet everyone in the office that I've been working with for a year now but have never met face-to-face. Um, yeah, I don't know, just still kind of figuring out. This, this new position has opened me to every other department in the company where before it was just training and me on my own working with people, you know, dealers out in the field. But it's definitely been awesome to just see all the different departments in the company and work with different people in the company and just kind of yeah let's go from here honestly back in the day when lucas was talking about working at Venn, right you too marley can answer this how many times did he you know crap talk me like this guy i'm working for is like joe doesn't do anything he's goofy he's weird as hell like uh Never. i don't even understand what's going on here <laughs> i think when, it was mostly I think the the question, the overarching question was, what does Joey Little do? Is that still a question, you think? <laughs> um, no, because now we get it shot to us on Pando every day. So we're like, we know what Joey's working on. <laughs> we we really didn't do anything, did we, Bixler? We we had some pretty impressive projects, I would say. <laughs> we had some impressive projects. <laughs> I'd I, love to see those sometime. Well, there was one <laughs> funny story before we get out of here. The, the story I have with the, Lucas, it's like the only story that I ever tell, and it has to do with... Uh, uh, creative uh, about Mike coming in saying, "Hey, this kid's dad 
is an amazing photographer, so he's probably an amazing photographer. <laughs> so we're in we're in Orlando, Florida. I don't know if you ever heard this. Um, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we're in Orlando, Florida for the Digital Dealer Conference, and Lucas goes down there because we shoot testimonials. I take pictures of the of the of the booth. Plus, Mike needs basically Lucas is kind of an assistant to the entire sales team. Runs, gets what needs to get done. So we're having a party at the at the swimming pool or the pool area. And uh, I give Bixler, who was with us at the time, there was another guy, wasn't there, that was helping you? Carl. Carl, it was Carl. Carl. Yeah, and so I give, I think I gave Carl one too, but I don't remember what ever happened to that. I give Bixler the camera, and I said, here, dude, this is what I need you to do. Just go around, take pictures of people at the party so we can have a bunch of photos that we can put up and show an afterglow of this party and everybody that attended. Bixler's like, yeah, no problem, I got this, right? (laughs) So the party goes on, I see Bixler running around with Carl, which, uh, amazing baldness for his age. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I never realized somebody could go bald at that young. But I see him taking pictures. I'm like, no worries. No worries. You like that peppermint smell in here? That's essential oils. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she hates it. You hate it? No. There's others in there. It's orange. Anyway, uh, we're all done. Bixler gives me the SD card with all the pictures on it. I go back to my room. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get these things. I'm going to edit them up. But he's as good as as Mike says, because his dad's an amazing photographer. I'm, I'm not gonna have to do much here. I load uh, I load the pictures <laughs> off the SD card onto my computer, and there's approximately a hundred pictures. And every single picture uh, was taken from behind people. So he's better than I thought it was. Oh, he never. I thought oh. he was gonna have. Behind. No, no, no. Okay. So, like, if I, like, you know, you go to a party and they're like, everybody put their arms around each other and face the camera and be like, yeah. Like, Bixler. <laughs> He'd sneak up he was, behind. Like, he would just stand behind them and take a picture. They didn't know they were getting their picture taken. <laughs> of, like, just a group of people talking. And you couldn't see who anybody was. And every, every single picture. It was like, it was like watching the news and they talk about fat people on the news and they cut their heads off right. so you can't see who they are. It's like Bixler was worried that these people didn't have, like, a photo release. So he had to make Consent, sure. Consent, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that's when we knew that his, his true skill in life. Let me see here. Uh, his true skill in life was not going to be photography like his father. Right? Anything? I uh, we're going to go ahead and cut this. You know, it's been 32 minutes, Marley. You've been sitting down here talking to me, and you were oh so worried about gosh, this. Gosh, I'm so. Uh, I mean, let's let's finish it up with with three more uh, most likelies, okay? okay? And then we'll kill it on that, okay? okay. Um, who is most likely out of your two kids to want to be able to understand and talk to animals? Malena. Oh, that was just real quick. <laughs> yeah, that was, like, that's an easy one. You really? Oh, yeah. Huh. I guess. Uh, da, 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 ba, 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 ba. Oh, here's a great one. Out of your two kids, who is most likely to die first in the zombie apocalypse? Oh, gosh. That should be very easy. Lucas. <laughs> Are you oh, kidding me? I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand the question. Who's gonna? Okay, so you know zombies. <laughs> zombies. Have you seen the zombie movies and stuff like that? Day of the Dead, things like that. So imagine sure. all this, all the, all the dead people in the world came up out of the the ground and they're okay. coming to get you, right? So like, who could? Who would escape? Who would no? Who would die first? Who would get murdered by the zombies who first? Who couldn't escape? Who couldn't escape? Who's weaker at, at zombies? I don't know. I'll say Melania. She know Lucas is sitting closer to her. Because can... do you don't you agree? You guys agree? You think you would die first, or Lucas would go down first? Well, I'm bigger, faster, stronger. But I'm like sneakier, so I can tell I think you that could go a long way. I think it's better. Who's at farming and pillaging? Excuse me. Who's better at farming and pillaging? <laughs> Excuse me. And I think she'd be better at farming. I think I'd be better at pillaging. Pillaging. Yeah. 
I've mowed the lawn. <laughs> well, there's a Marla question. made us mow the lawn on a <laughs> riding lawnmower. For Which one of the two do you think can be alone the longest without going crazy? Like if you put them both in solitary confinement, which one would want out first? Because that, uh, Malia, that's the would answer. Would go crazy first? <laughs> that would want to get out of there. That'd be around people. Claustrophobic people. People person. She's mm. the people person. Uh-huh. So she is the one that probably goes down first in the zombie apocalypse. You can't be a people person in the zombie apocalypse. Ouch. And she has more empathy too. Mm-hmm. Right. Lucas can she just roll through zombies, her. putting stakes in their heads, and your daughter's going to want to, you know, what their favorite color was back when they were alive. <laughs> right. Well, and who really <laughs> wants to be alive during a zombie apocalypse? I do. You know, there's so many things like, you might as well do. just cut out early. What are you talking about? No, it'd be fun. Wouldn't it be fun, Bixler? I think it'd be a great time. Yeah, it'd be a whole blast. <laughs> Have you ever seen a Zombieland with Woody Harrelson? Nope. Yeah, watch that and then come back with that question. All right, last one. <laughs> last question, and then I'll let you guys go. Out of your two kids. Which one has been in love more times? Melena. Melena. Yeah? What can I say? Can I ask you this? Do you think your son has ever been in love? Do you think he has a heart in there somewhere? He has. He has a huge heart. Has he ever been crushed? Has he ever just come to you like a girl just crushed him? Just one. Melena? Just one? Was that the mermaid? Yes. Yes. See how you did that? You take it all the way back around again? You see how you did that there? But she's really easy selling my mom. Yeah. She's a little off a rocker, but she's a but really sweet like lady. She wasn't at the time. Right. At the so time, maybe, she was normal. Yeah, she went to Tailspin after. Yeah. Can I ask you the question? Did it happen immediately after <laughs> Bixler got out of her? <laughs> Just say it. No, there's, there's, quite, there's quite a bit of time before she... Went full mermaid. All right. <laughs> and this isn't a, a, but this is just asking you. Uh, in 10 years, 10, let's call it 20 years. 20 years, your son's going to be almost 50 years old. Oh, all right. right? Oh, your daughter, whatever age a she's going to be. Right? <laughs> well, where do you think they're going to be in life? What do you think Lucas is? Do you think he's going to be married, have some kids? I what do you think he's going to so. be doing for a job? Or do you think he's going to be living? Oh, gosh. They'll probably, hopefully, be still here in Kansas City. Near you. Living I in the same so. house. Well, you're. We can put you in home wherever. Right. So we can. You're do living some in the traveling. basement. We'll take you with us. Well, she will not be. What in do you think he's going to be doing? You think he'll still be in sales? I think sales. Or do you think by that time him. he'd make his way to CEO of Auto Alert? He may start his own company. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing what? I don't know. <laughs> Inventor. He's, he's talked of different, like different things. I won't say you, it's you're on a confidential. Confidential. Okay, just yeah. checking. Like scented toilet seats, like invent that and sell those. <laughs> That's a great idea. I just isn't think it? he kind of thinks like that. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Just checking. What about me, mom? Yeah, what about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she'll be a happy wife. <laughs> Absolutely not. Go ahead. Uh, something to probably with people oh. in health, the health industry. I yeah, could see your son going back to school and becoming a teacher. I could see oh, him going down that road. You don't think he could? No, just like a sports teacher, like yeah, a coach. Sports. Absolutely A PE not. teacher? You wouldn't want to be a coach like a high school or something like that, oh, a college no, coach? No, 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 no. No. You wouldn't want to do that? You'd like to do what you're doing now? Yeah. Well, but what about, and you would be a teacher in health services. Which one? Which one do you think? Teach. You don't think she'd be a teacher either? I, I think she'd think be a better would. teacher, but I. Oh, for sure I'd be the better teacher, but I don't see me going that route. Hmm. Mm. Where's she going to be in 20 years? I think she'll be married. She thinks she'll be married? And there's no zombie apocalypse going on at the time in 20 years. Just let you know. Take Uh that factor out. And happy. Happy, married with kids. Mm -mm. uh, And healthy. With a a thriving MLM uh, uh, business going. Multi-level marketing pyramid scheme. Selling (laughs) Plexus on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, it works. And and Bixler, yeah. What do you think her weight's at? (laughs) (laughs) Lucas did actually call me the other day and asked my weight. 
and I was on speakerphone. Oh. I could tell. And you I was like, always, why? Did you tell them? I we, let them guess. We figured it out. I let them guess. <laughs> Some of them were very nice with the numbers they were guessing. And I was like, you don't Was it a bunch that. of guys? Yes. So you it was call, at work. So that's a, what Lucas is doing mm-hmm. up on eighth floor. Thank Luke, God I have a good right, self-esteem. Say, thank goodness Lucas tries to remind you of your flaws, if you a have constant, any of them. As soon as we sat down, he was like, oh, can you put your the headphones of your... The of your fat cheeks. Yeah, that's what he said. Was your nickname was Fat Cheeks. That's what I was trying to say earlier. <laughs> just, just cheeks, just cheeks. All right. cheeks. But you still love him. I guess I have to. Yeah. Well, at least until he, till we can kick him out of my house, and then you can kick him out anytime <laughs> you want. Thanks a lot, Bixlers, for coming on. I really appreciate right. it. Thank you. Know someone looking to be a part of a diverse, passionate team? Here at AutoAlert, we're expanding our group of talented professionals. With employee referral incentives, there's not only a rewarding new career for a friend or relative, there's also a little something in it for you as well. Refer someone today. More information located at InsideAutoAlert.com Last time I did this, he sabotaged me. Yeah, How did I sabotage you? You didn't tell me that we were about to record a podcast. What did I do? Just show up? Or did I pull you into my office? We had a meeting. Yeah. And you're like, oh, by the way, I'm going to start recording <laughs> right this second. Well, that's how you have to get a lot of people because a lot of people <laughs> get nervous. And, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And Drew, if you can help her out too with that microphone, make sure it's pointing towards her face. Uh, Sally Ulianich. Ulianich. Am U- I saying that right? No. Ulianich. Ulianich. I forgot. It's like yeah. a Y O U. Ulianich. Yeah. Right? Uh, Drew okay. Black. That worked. Yep. Have you met Sally before? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we have, um, yeah, we met. I know she's a bass player extraordinaire, has played <laughs> in some bands that I have also played with, but not while she was a member of those bands. Why, uh, how do you feel so comfortable just coming straight into my office and telling me that it stinks in here? Because <laughs> it does. <laughs> I mean, that's valid. <laughs> it smells like corn nuts. Yeah. Mm, corn nuts stink. <laughs> I can't, I'm with Drew, though. I think they, <laughs> they have a slight urine smell. Yeah. Corn nuts smell like urine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Huh. Well, uh, okay. All when right. are we gonna have a smellow cast where, like, the <laughs> things we talk about, they will it will be piped out through headphones? So That's why people listen to podcasts so they don't have to deal with other like, oh, looking yeah. at things and smelling things. Speaking of smelling things, um, how do you how do you feel about the smell of canned tuna? Oh, Sally, no, because that's a, that's Drew's go-to. Yeah, that's my go-to. We got it. We got oh, it smelling God. pretty ripe down here. If we both yeah. get on the same page with the corn nuts and the uh, yeah, I've never heard anybody say that corn nuts smelled like urine. Yeah, slightly. They do slightly. Yeah, Sally Ulianich, uh, thanks for coming down. I did ask you. <laughs> I did give you a meeting maker. I did plan this. I did have you come down here. So no complaints this time. No, no, I had ample warning. But are you curious what the heck I want to talk to you about? Yeah, you are. Right, Drew. Any clue? Uh, I think you want to talk about business. What do you mean? Business, like you know, business. It's a big umbrella to business. cover everything there. <laughs> yeah. I uh, know. So uh, Sally and I, along with a lot of other uh, employees and team members here at AutoAlert, uh, first of all, let's just start with. Uh, I need to start with if people don't know who Sally is, uh, who she is. Sally, you are the the uh, director of uh, dealer strategy. Yes. Okay, dealer or dealership. Dealer strategy. Either way, right. Yeah. All right. And Sally came on when it was Motofuse mm-hmm. and was the original first brand impact manager. I was a senior, Bim. Started as a senior. That's right. Yeah. It was you and Marla. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of employees. Uh, and you came from the, I forget the group you came from, but you came out of a, a, a dealership group out of Tacoma, Washington. Yeah. Uh, Puyallup, Washington. Puyallup. Yeah. That's you that place? No. <laughs> I'm in there with it. Sally showed me around a little bit up there. Up. Yeah. Um, that's a fun name. Mm-hmm. You worked in the industry on the retail side 
for how long? Uh, a couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah. We had this conversation before. You've been on an old, old, old yeah. uh, episode of the podcast, but I don't think Drew ever listened to I, it. Or, yeah, I, I was getting around to it, and then I got distracted by What was your role inside, the last role you had at the uh, the dealer group? How many stores were, how many rooftops? So we had uh, Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, Mitsubishi, pre-owned, and Fleet. So um, we, we had what was called the Quorum Corners. So we had uh, all the spots on the corners of that intersection, a, a pretty busy intersection in Puyallup, up Washington. Yeah. Um, so I, um, my last role there was as, uh, it was in marketing, but I worked closely with our BDC team. I sat right there with them and listened to them. What'd you go in at? What'd you, what'd you start at? I start. I, I just did marketing the whole time. The whole time but, you were there? Um, what were some of those, um, what were some of those duties? Um, I, I managed all of our advertising. I wrote, um, our commercials, a lot of them and made sure that everything was compliant. I did our co-op, uh, claiming and and all of that good stuff. Is it true that the um, the formula for a car dealership commercial comes down to just three major things? Uh, inventory, lowest price, and it's been in the family so long we won't screw you? <laughs> pretty much, That's yeah. pretty much what every car dealership, uh, and then you gotta throw a couple of 9995s in there, right? Yep, So a little bit of history, how long were you in the, in the car business? So it was uh, a few years, yeah. 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 And we connected on social media, and we've been friends uh, friends on social media when you were up in uh, Washington, mm-hmm. and, and I was in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, before before you were in uh, the automotive retail industry, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. what were you, what were you doing? Oh wow, I've had I've had a lot of jobs, like to the point where I feel like I'm I'm lying about my my career history just because it's so your linked your LinkedIn profile so is so bizarre. It's like a it's like a, a potpourri of of different absolutely. Events. Well, so we don't get into all of those. What what's one that really stands out that people look at you and go, "What you did that?" <laughs> um, I mean, a, a lot of them. So like like in the in the '90s, you know, when the internet became available to normal people i i thought oh hey it'd be really cool to learn how to build websites and so that was that's kind of one of the first things i did um just for fun and then i i gave some tutoring on it and that was my first job in uh in college is i uh i was a web administrator for the department of zoology at my at my school which is isn't that the people that chase bigfoot (laughs) Okay. This guy, um, this guy, he measured, uh, he was big into lakes. And so he would measure, um, I don't know, like drop a disc down and, and measure something each, like every foot of the way down. And then I'd have to make, um, like document all of that and turn it into charts and put it on his website and isn't stuff. This, so am I a zoologist? <laughs> isn't that somebody who I would think animals, for, yeah, or like, well, I don't know. I, but I, what, tell me more about but that. But I, I have one <laughs> question real quick before you get started. You said uh-huh. before the internet was uh, available for regular people. No, like when Normal it was, people. like when it came out, you right, know, right. like AOL who is, days. Who was, it, who was it available for before it was available well, to I normal mean, people? Big corporations. Yeah, like, uh, okay. like scientists, whatever. But like when, when the normal households, like when normal people got it in their houses, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of when, when I took off. Um, you said zoologist, right? Yep. Study of animals and their behavior. Yeah. yeah that's right. And what did I get the Bigfoot? I guess a zoologist would look for Bigfoot or Nessie. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But, so. Yeah, but I had different jobs throughout the college. I was a waitress. I worked at our vet school. Um, I was a, a radio DJ for a short amount of time. Not as famous as Joey over here, but, you know, on a well. small campus. <laughs> I had I had a couple shifts. Um, and then from there... Um, I, I was a I was a dog groomer for a short while. Uh, then after that, I worked in a, 
a cold storage and distribution Sound warehouse. Like a millennial. She's going to do the job. <laughs> I, well, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to learn everything and to do everything, and I didn't want to be confined to like one path. Like my brother wanted to be a police officer. Like he, he found that out in preschool. He just knew that one yeah. thing. And, like and he was three years road. old, and he's like, "That's what I'm going to yeah. do," and that's what he did. And and I thought that was how. I thought that was normal. I thought like, oh, people just know what they're right. they want to be, and I like I never like I still don't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad that I found like a job that works with that. Like I just kind of do this and that, and it and it works. But yeah, which, which we're, we're going to get into that in a second because a uh, question that spawned in my brain, no <laughs> emailing back and forth with Sally about the um, the Ford Twenty uh, Sonoma trip that's coming up. Mm. But uh, so you and now you lived in Kansas. You 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 moved out here due to Motifuse. Or was it, we had not merged yet, have we? Had we when you moved out here? Uh, yeah, yeah. We did merge that with Auto was, Alert. Uh, what in the twenty fifteen? I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think beginning so. of twenty sixteen. So yeah, then I moved out here. Um, I moved here two years after I started. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been uh, it's been a ride for you. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's interesting out here. I just I recently found out I'm allergic to um, pretty much everything in the Midwest. <laughs> so I didn't have I didn't have allergies until I moved to Kansas City. Uh, I thought I did, and then like you know I had I had uh, nose surgery in April, and after that my face hurt, and I thought well clearly I must have a sinus infection. I went and he's like you don't have a sinus infection, you're just allergic. Oh no! And uh, did you have to do the thing where they put all the sticks on your back where they no, prick your back oh. no they did it up my arms they did oh, yeah, uh, yeah. they did like i don't know 40 or something on my forearms and then they move up so that's what a lot of people that's where a lot of a lot of testing stops for people but my um my ENT, they go a step further and they do they do your upper arms. Mm-hmm. And so um, for the trip to Vegas last week, I had lovely like bruises and poke marks yeah. all up my arms because I'm allergic to everything. But they basically, they fill syringes with allergens Ugh. and inject it like just under the surface that of your skin. terrible. Yeah, I had like 50 shots that like that morning. And yeah, and, and so I had like bruising and I just, it, yeah. it was awful. Cause yeah, and like I still have marks. But um, are you going to be OK? Yeah, I started you actually. Need, you want some corn nuts? <laughs> no, no, I started. Uh, yeah, I started allergy. I just treatment. got them wide open too. no lid on them either. I, I just know. want the, the fume to just smell it. It smells some, great to me. Somebody has Wafted to tell in. you, like, imagine if, you know, like, like somebody came in and, and they just kept it to themselves. That yeah, but here's it, the thing. I'm, the, I'm in the age now that I, I don't care. Well, I just, like, this is my domicile. This is where I'm at all day, most of the day. Right. And uh, it could, you know, I'm I'm a middle-aged dude. It could smell different than corn nuts, just saying, <laughs> you know. I just want you to know, like, if you have something in your teeth, I'll tell you. If you got something on your face, if your pants are ripped, you know, uh, like. But I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you, though. Yeah, but I don't care. Well. <laughs> <laughs> when pants are ripped, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm good. I just, I just gave I, up. I just gave I up. I feel like a therapist in here. <laughs> I just gave Watch up. you guys hash it out. <laughs> I said something to Drew about his hair yesterday, and he uh, he's like, what, 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 what's wrong with my hair? Well, okay, so I had just come in from a walk outside, and oh. so I think the wind blew my hair, and you, you know have... I'm extra touchy about how great my hair is. Are you really? No. Okay, I didn't think so. I used to be, but then I lost half of it, and so I'm just... Yeah. So getting into the, uh, part of the reason why I wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit 
uh, on the Inside Out Alert podcast is, so we get the invite that we're going to Sonoma, California, where last year was the first Ford 20 big giant uh, meeting at Sonoma, California. It mm-hmm. was bookends. Well, it was right before the uh, the Tasker race that happens in uh, Northern California. So, you know, uh, being able to take the Ford 20 members uh, to the races. And what happens there is uh, just for Drew, uh, yeah. Ford 20 gets together. It's like a regular 20 group, and they mm-hmm. discuss Auto Alerts um, products. They they ask questions. They give results. They get to hear about things that are coming down the pipe. Right, Sally? Am I, am I knocking this out left and right? Mm-hmm. They they um, If there's any concerns, if there's any challenges, anything like that, mm-hmm. um, it's all discussed. And I think one of the biggest things um, about it is the um, what's coming down the pipe conversation, usually mm-hmm. with Tom. And I think JJ, which are you still on JJ's team? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Which I think JJ and Tom kind of do that together. They just talk about what's coming. Um, All right. And then uh, they're given an option if they want to beta test it or. Yeah. I mean, I think we kind of, we're kind of feeling it out, you know, with everybody. Yeah. There's some things that. Um, makes sense to just start with like really small groups um, mm-hmm. others for larger groups like some of it we want to I guess pre-test it so um, so we we do have some smaller dealers that, that we could do that with before we roll it out to some of the other other dealers and I know when JJ and I we, we worked pretty close together when we were at Motofuse, um and he was the director of dealer strategy at the time and then later on moved into the, the uh, what he is the VP, VP of uh, philosophy and zoology. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, zoology came back up again. That like, would have been good. Though. And he, he likes to have fun with his, his title. So yeah. Um, but now you are the director of dealer strategy. Now I never really talked what JJ's role when that was kind of created by Mike Delay, our CEO back in Motifuse, is that he was basically in charge of how is this going to work in the dealership, how the dealer's going to understand what we're building and how they're gonna use it in everyday. Now, is that pretty much the same role that you have now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, um, I'm, uh, I moved down to the fourth floor a few months ago. Um, I forget when. That's where all the snacks but, are. <laughs> there are. Yeah, Tom, yeah. Tom had a, yeah. a Sam's Club delivery yesterday. Oh, yeah. you see it? It's yeah. awesome. Oh, uh, yeah, I sit right by it. It's like somebody was moving in. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you got to keep them fueled, man. These guys yeah. work, you know, and, and men and women work uh, long hours, and, and they've got a lot of challenges that they have to figure out. Like, I'm kind of glad sometimes that, you know, oh, hey, I found, I found this oddball thing i can get it you know this far and then i get to pass it on to somebody else Mm -hmm. who gets to dissect it and you know strain their brain trying to figure out what caused it how to fix it how to make it not happen in the layman's terms do that again explain that to me again but in a more like dumb it down (laughs) for me so so i work so i work closely uh with our our teams on the fourth floor the dev team the dev teams product teams all of them um i give them real life examples of how our tools work in dealerships. I give them a lot of the whys behind what we're doing. So um, like with uh, Panda Subscribe, I um, I was heavily involved uh, in that with Carlos and his team. And so I came up with 50 subscriptions and all of them included like, here's who would use it, here's how they would use it, here's why. What is, let's back up a little bit. What's Pando Subscribe? So Pando Subscribe, it's available in the Pando store. Um, it's basically any user can go in there and subscribe to, um, we've got, I don't know how many subscriptions in there, but we've got a ton of different subscriptions that are relevant to different roles at the dealership. Subscription, I mean, 
So it's it's a delivery of content. So um, are we talking about the old Fusecast stuff? Mm-mm, nope, no. Okay. Nope. All right. Nope. Forgive so me. it's uh, it's not the articles. No. No. Okay. It's 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 uh, it's basically simple reporting. So maybe I want to know um, what uh, what service appointments I have coming up that have opportunities. So you can subscribe to. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You, you can subscribe to alerts, basically. Yeah. I want to know every uh, customer that's been in service in the last twelve months that is in a upgrade possibility. I mean, not not quite that that in depth, but I mean, essentially, but, uh, yeah. All or, service, all service customers, in an in an upgrade. Yeah, or um, a lease or upgrade f- for like BDC. How many appointments have I set month to date in Alert Miner? Because I want to keep track of that. I, that's what I get paid off of. Mm-hmm. And so um, you can subscribe. So basically, it's it's like uh, when I fill out like Google Analytics. And I, I want specific things from Google Analytics, and it sends me a report every 30 days. Yeah, yeah. It, this, that's what Pando Subscribe is. Yeah, this this will send it to you hourly if you're yeah, that yeah, yeah. into it, daily, um, weekly, cool. whatever. Um, it's it's pretty cool. Even like, um, I mean, something that all of us at AutoAlert could sign up for is the um, the daily messages. So account of messages sent each day, and we have a top five user. So who has sent the most messages every day? So um, Remember I used to do that every week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to get that from Sean. And then Dev hacked it. And yeah, just... Dev hacked it. <laughs> no, it was just, um, yeah, well, we can talk about that yeah. later. But that, So you can subscribe basically to anything you want. And right. Now, is it, is it uh, for those that are not familiar with what If This Then That is, mm-hmm. um, can you set it up that way, or do you have to use a already created subscription right it's it, they're already created subscriptions um there there are subscriptions that i that i came up with for the most part um off of things that either let me get this straight did you come up with these i came up with with a, a ton of them yes <laughs> i'm just teasing you yes no i mean there others did contribute some ideas to it yeah. um but but i was basically the person put in charge of writing up all of these different subscriptions how long did it take you Oh, it took a while. Forgive took, me, I'm, I'm over here logging yeah, in. No, uh, it took logging into this it, system. It, it took a while because I had to, you know, figure out. Okay, what does our system currently do, and how can we feed that to them in little, you know, snack size bits? Mm-hmm, right. And um, did you so, consult when you did when you did um, when you're building these subscriptions? Right. Mm-hmm. You're building basically out these these if this then that's right. If, right. If, yeah. Uh, um, did when it's dealer strategy. Are you sitting there by yourself in your head pulling these out? Or are you reaching out and like networking and, and uh, you know, cross, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, goodness. Cross I just like pollinating. No, not cross pollinating. It's when you, when you ask a, a bunch of people right, a question, yeah. right? Did you reach out to your dealers and say, hey, is there anything particular that you think that would be needed or? Um, well, what it what it basically started out with, and and I think a lot of us are, don't really like this phrase, but like low hanging fruit. So what mm-hmm. what are we what do we already have? What are we already compiling in one way or another that we could make it more convenient for our dealers by serving it up to them in a simple message every day? They don't have to go in and, and look anything up. We just feed it right to them. Um, and and the hope was, and and I know this is still kind of rolling out. I don't think. Um, we don't have a huge adoption of it just yet, yeah. But um, but it is growing. Um, and and Sean's report show, you know, our our count of of subscribers is growing. Um, to the to the the Pando subscriptions, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, and and basically. I mean, like, I would love to, to receive any feedback. And actually, at the, the IDAB meeting last week in Vegas, um, I got an idea right there. And it didn't work for a subscription, but it worked for a different uh, project I was working on. Well, like, it worked perfectly. So, so in addition to having subscriptions in the Pando store. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, what we are also doing is... Um, coming soon, we are starting to roll out the ability for dealers to customize 
not super customized, but but gently customized uh, processes for their for their dealer groups. Right. So, um, you know, our processes that, that we have here, like our facilities requests, uh, things like that. Um, I've worked again with the Pando team to come up with these different uh, processes that, that could be run um, in dealerships. So basically a dealer admin could go into the Pando store. Uh, they would need access to, um, there's a tab in there called processes um, and they can turn it on. They can just add uh, requesters, so who can request this, who can start this process, mm-hmm. um, and who will receive the process. So it's it's very simple. There's you know like two things that they have to customize, um, and then then they can run their own facilities requests in their store or. Let's- there's like a business card request process. I want to step back just a second because you're just like me. You can get into the weeds really quick oh, because yeah. you're very passionate <laughs> about it. So I'm logged into, uh, nobody can see it. This is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm logged into uh, AutoAlert, right? Uh, right? The dashboard. And I'm in there as uh, Gary Crosley Ford. Now, if I wanted to to check out the Pando store, uh-huh. where do where would I go to check out the Pando so store? So you want to go into And by the way, Mike, if you're listening to this, Mike Delay, I know how to do this, but I have to play <laughs> dumb, right? So other people can understand. You, you know what I'm saying, Drew? Yeah, come on. Right. Called in his office, be like, "What do you mean you don't know how to get in the Pando store?" Uh-huh. Right? So, uh, so you can access it from Pando. So if you open up, uh, yep, right in there. No, so what I did is I clicked the the, the Pando button. So the now Pando icon I don't I don't use this as a side note. I don't use the um, the web, web browser Pando. Right. I use the the Mac yeah. app. Yep. Right. Yep. That it works on there as well. So on the left hand side, three up from the bottom there, you'll see that store. So. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yep. So it's it's a what is that a dollar sign or what is that on there? I can't see the icon. It's like a. It looks it's like, like a storefront. Yeah, with some windows and a big window. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So all that's right. where you'll go. We're jumping into the Pando store and so, look at all this stuff. So what we see right here, these are those subscriptions that I was telling you about. So um, just to give an example, like inventory with no images. This is a great subscription uh, for dealers because it lets them know, hey, we've got these vehicles that are in stock. We don't have any photos on them on our website. So it's harder to sell vehicles right. if we don't have Completely. like. Let's break this down then. Let's break this down. Where is yeah. this data coming from? So how does this, how does Pando know that I don't have any images associated with this inventory? And I'm, I'm assuming this is inventory that's on a VDP, right? It's right. on the website. Yes, it's not inside uh, the inventory uh, um uh, software. Right. Uh, it's on your website. Yeah. So all the information is on the website. 2012 Ford Bronco. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they made that, but <laughs> we'll just say Ford Fusion, yeah. right? Uh, trim level, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it does not have any pictures. Mm-hmm. How does this know that it that it doesn't have any photos? I mean, it's... it's. Are we getting into the dev side of things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just, um, you're supposed to answer like Kindle does. <laughs> Kindle Millman says, it's magic. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's it's our... I mean, these these guys in... Uh, in, in a few ladies worked um, very hard to um, to code all this stuff out, make sure that's and not, crazy, and that it not only looked great in the store, um, but that it worked. It worked as expected. It worked consistently. Um, they're pulling data from all sorts of different places. So, so um, am I able to set up? So, if I want something, they're they're supposed to be pretty much all set up, right? So, mm-hmm. if I want to get an, I want to get every month. I want to get an. an um, Inventory over 90 days, you know, uh, that needs a price change or something like that, or price mm-hmm. changed, and it, it, everything should be in there. And what if I'm a dealer that that wants like its own uh, its own subscription thing? So, so right now, um, a- any ideas like that, um, I would love to hear them. Uh, you know, so dealers can, aren't going to hear this. This is going to like PMs and stuff. Do they give you these this information? Sometimes. Some they yeah. like to get more. 
I I'm open to like I'm I'm the feedback receiver. So. That's your jo- your job <laughs> is to think like a dealer mm-hmm. and and to bring in dealer. That's why. You, so last week in in Vegas, which I guess why I wasn't there. Um, I was like I didn't know what was going on. Uh, you guys had a regular dealer advisory board. Is there a special name for it? Uh, we call it the IDAB, the Innovation DAB. Okay, and so what this is is a group of dealers that are not Ford dealers. Are there any Ford there's, dealers in it? Yeah, there's. Um, I think there's one. And one how many? Ford how many dealer. belong? How many dealerships belong? So there were uh, there were ten. Ten dealerships yeah. altogether, and JJ runs this this group. Yeah, that's, that's just our, like Beth one of our Donovan um, runs the Ford group. Right. Yeah, and, and she's involved with this as well. Okay, so yeah. so you guys get these dealers together, and then you just kind of you 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 uh, crowdsource is this, this is the word I was looking for okay. earlier, by ah. the way. So you crowdsource these these dealers inside this in, in this group. This is the first time mm. you guys did this. Second time, second time, the first time was across the street, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So this, Marriott. This was our second meeting. Yeah. Okay, and what do you what goes on there? So uh, so we we you know we sit around and um, different members from our team will present on some items, um, stuff that's coming up. Um, things that we're doing, best practices, all of that stuff. So then we can get feedback from the dealers on, okay, how's this working for you? What are yeah. your challenges? What do you like? What do you not like? Um, how can we make this tool more usable for you, basically? So they, they just throw you ideas. You, you try to crowdsource and get these ideas as well. Um, mm-hmm. And the relationship between you uh, and the PMs um, could be – could you would like it to be a little bit stronger to get more feedback because they're not worried about that. They're not getting feedback from dealers. That's not their job. Right. I mean, their job I, is I'm to make sure, sure the product is working and they're getting what they, you know. I'm, I'm sure they are. And I mean, like, you know, I used to go to dealerships all the time. I mean, I, I, that was. Is that why you were, um, is that why the whole Sonoma thing? Because I asked if you want to fly out together. You said you're going to go visit dealers out there. I, yeah. What are you doing on the dealer visit? So, um, so this, this dealer in particular has, um, has a cool program that they've built themselves. I think we lost Drew, by the way. That, uh, I'm here. <laughs> He's like, work, work, work. You guys are talking. What are you talking about? Um, I want to talk about rock and roll. <laughs> I, that's literally what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this dealer, they have their own software that they've developed themselves for reporting. And I just. I Through thought, Auto Alert? I mean, for just their dealerships reporting. They have their own they custom. They built it, they coded it themselves, yeah, or did they they, it's own, not a third party? Yeah, they have this own custom product that they use. And, and, I think it's fascinating. They showed yeah. it to me. They said, you know, hey. Are they, you know, are they auto alert users? Yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And are they pulling auto alert uh, analytics inside of that, that thing that they built? I don't think it's 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 necessarily that. They they might be. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't get a... a lot of time no, to, to look that's, at it. That's why you're going but, out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah sh- I'm asking the questions before you actually get the answers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, but what they put together is, is pretty cool. So it's, it's things like that. Like, Hey, um, like right now for our, our CXM that we're, we're building, what I'm working on next is reporting. That's something that, that I, I don't know. It's a pain point for dealers. They, they export, you know, these three reports and then Frankenstein them into some spreadsheet and they have to do this every day, week, month, whatever. And so one of my goals is you mean like avoiding the one I, that. You mean like the one I built for our department? I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's, it's, it's a huge point of frustration. We want to come in and we want to be able to build something so they don't have to duct tape and, uh, you know, uh, chicken wire right. together something. They just want an easy push a button. Here it is. Here's out the analytics. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's challenging because you have dealers of different sizes. You build sizes. one for me, too? <laughs> yeah, I can I can build a lot of stuff in Excel. So if if you can if you can uh, get it into Excel, I can make it all populate where it's supposed to go. But um, but yeah. So 
it's it's hard to make a product that's one size fits all because it's you, you really can't different you size know? dealerships different oems different mm-hmm. appliance different uh information that's coming in different um of what the oems judge for um, a success mm-hmm. or even what the gm or the dp judges for success because right. you have some dealers that are uh, volume base. You have some that are gross base. Mm-hmm. They may sell a hundred cars, but they sell high gross, or they may sell three hundred cars at a low gross. So, yeah. yeah, it's crazy how many different things come in, and mm-hmm. then and then you got, you know, oof. How you doing over there? Oh man, <laughs> talking so, data. Yeah, it's it's uh, another uh, point that's just blowing my mind how deep it gets. It's yeah, and 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 the more involved I've gotten with everything, it's it's these things that you don't even. I mean, just in general, with all of our software, all of these decisions that have to be made on everything, like like when do we timestamp something? When do we put a little line? When, when do we mark this as new? What color should this be? I mean, all of these tiny little things that that I guess we've just kind of taken for granted. Like, I, I mean, just how, how things look, how they're supposed to function. What if somebody has, you know, a very low res screen? What if, you know, what if, you know, different just, uh, different devices. Yeah, different, yeah. Uh, How is this going to translate to mobile? Because that's that's another huge thing. Is is one of the source said they're eighty percent mobile, so whatever we come up with needs needs to to fit that kind of a scenario because they're probably not the only dealership that that's why. In a month, that, how many that, how many suggestions right. do you get from dealers? <laughs> um, not not too many just yet, but um, but the floodgates are opening. So who um, who how do they how do they send suggestions in? I mean, typically they send it in through client care. Uh, what I've been working on is, is fine-tuning a process for receiving uh, dealer feedback in a so, more Yeah, so back way. in the day when, when I worked at Vin Solutions, and you were a Vin Solutions user at your dealership, yeah, right? That's how we, yeah, that's how we, we, I think we met like my first week at the dealership, you and me. Your boss came and yeah. <laughs> listened to me speak when I was in Seattle yeah. or wherever, Portland or somewhere. Some, yeah, and she was like, you gotta, you gotta meet this Joey Little guy. He'll teach you Trick everything them. you need to know. <laughs> and now look at Sally. Yeah. She's, com- yeah. she's completely like owns me now. Like Sally's uh, brilliant. Um, so oh, I forgot my question. It was, it was a great question, by the way, too. Was it about corn nuts? No, it's not about <laughs> corn nuts. Um, d- Oh, I was talking about Vin Solutions. Mm-hmm. When we were at Vin Solutions and, and building Vin Solutions and, and being not really startup size, but that size where it was about, I don't know, a year before we sold uh, to Cox Automotive. And, and so we're a decent size, mm-hmm. right? I think 25, 3,000, I don't know, dealers on. You were using us, right? Right. And Matt Watson, uh, who was our CTO at the time, um, young guy uh, coding this stuff. He would get a suggestion from a DAB person, be like, hey, everything would be easier if you just stuck a button here, mm-hmm. right? And he would go and he would code it and be like, there it is, there you yeah. go. That's not possible anymore because of what you just said about the absolute tiny details of how this is gonna affect things. So just blowing off and and, and doing that, even though dealers, because they're more, are they instant gratification dealers? I mean, are they yeah. willing to wait around or they want that button now? It, it, it depends. Um, you know, some, some, I live in, in the, Hey, it'd be really cool if it did this. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, 10 versions ahead, you know, Hey, Hey, let's make it do these 25 cool things. And they're like, Hey, can we, can we give it an on button first? You know, like, so, um, I, I have to like teach myself to, you have to dumb it down, down first. <laughs> I got to Well, I got to slow down. So first, you know, you got to build the foundation, but from there, you know, if you know what's coming, you know, 10 versions down, you can build that foundation a little more intelligently. Mm-hmm. If you know what's what's going to come, you can prepare. So hopefully it it reduces 
the work that you're going to have to do later. That's kind of my goal is, hey, yeah, we might not be doing this for a year. Yeah. But, but it goes on the it goes on the plan. But yeah, it, yeah, throw it on the backlog and, you know, prepare for it. I think this is hilarious. The conversation that Sally and I are having uh, reminded me that I needed to take my uh, prescribed, this is prescribed, um, Adderall. Oh. Um, just so there's so much stuff that's going on. How do you stay so, f- as I put these in my mouth and swallow <laughs> these, it reminds me, how do you stay so focused? Because you, you and I, just from what I know about you in the past, we spent some time together, have a lot of things in common, but also we have a lot of things uh, that are different about us. You're very mm-hmm. creative. You're very think outside the box type person. Uh, you're very, uh, you'll execute it. You're not just a person that just comes up with an idea and then just lets it sit in the cupboard. You're a person that will go after it, right? Mm-hmm. And it, 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 people have said to me, if you keep your brain active, your chance of getting dementia later in life is not going to happen. I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to get dementia from what <laughs> I know about you, Sally. <laughs> So how how do you how do you balance or do you balance the creative side, which is having to think outside the box on these on these different anything that dealers are wanting, mm-hmm. to the fact that you need to make sure that you go step by step by step by step. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I I do have a tendency to maybe be overly thorough, but um, I found it's it's appreciated, and maybe it was uh, a little bit of a missing link um, is just getting all of that context. Uh, in in everything but um, I think part of it is I've had to scale back on on some like on like the the design creativity that kind of thing so um, so we've got you know you had to scale back on that yeah yeah yeah. see I'm in the same position too because the way that we worked sorry to interrupt mm -hmm. the way that we work I think you and I are similar in this way is that you will and tell me if I'm wrong (laughs) Uh, you're not going to rely on anybody else to get something done when you can do it yourself, right? I mean, and, if, and it may if, be... I, if I if I can, if if that's their job role, and 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 I I don't have the time to do it, um, but yeah, I guess I guess I've come from, I've always had some sort of strange role at my jobs, so just some custom, basically custom role for me that's just kind of a all encompassing. So you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> so historically, I have had to do. Every, you design know. you've had yeah, to do had a little to bit do of coding of you've had to do all that kind of stuff because i'm, I'm the person who does so how's that, that how's that affect you now because i'm in the same right we just had a meeting earlier where i need to get a billboard built for a, a video screen right mm-hmm. and uh jennifer wolf reminded me is like i need you to make sure that marketing makes this billboard right mm-hmm. because in the past i would just would have done it yeah. i wouldn't have waited the 24 48 hours for it to go through the red tape and all that right yeah how is that how's that affect you because i it, it, maybe i'm wrong you are more of that person you're more of that like i want to get this instant gratification let's get this moving yeah well, let's get this train rolling what's what's been great is i i do work very closely with the ux team so i sit right outside beth moore's office so um so we we work great our, our minds work very differently it's interesting to watch her design things uh because i'm kind of top to bottom left to right you know very orderly and she she has this vision where she can just see mm-hmm. where all of these unique pieces are going to fit in so it, it threw me off at first but it's it's nice that i can just you know hand her a list and say hey here's what we need here you you do your thing does it drive you crazy that that if somebody doesn't work at the pace you you would like them to work at i'm not saying that beth is slow or fast <laughs> um i mean no she's and she's she's very quick i mean most i mean yeah, she is very fast she is very quick about putting her stuff together i mean pretty much our whole company we've i mean we've been running we've been running like i mean i've been here four and a half years i i have hardly stopped running in in those four and a half years yeah. like we've been moving so quickly so um so things do move move pretty quickly overall and i'm jj seems a little bit more um methodical yeah 
Is he more methodical? Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, he, and, he, and he, he does a lot of writing. Yeah, and he and I have a lot of similarities. You know, like we like to be fully prepared for things, and um, oh, what preparation? What, uh, <laughs> and, I don't. I, proper and, uh, preparation yeah. prevents piss poor performance. <laughs> yeah, I. I have you ever heard that before? No, we don't. I'm. Am Seems I not like trying a, to get more prepared and more processes yeah, and strategies I, I down here? I definitely noticed that. And it's driving yes. you crazy. Oh, I've ignored it as much as I can, but yeah, you'd be proud of me, Sally. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Joey. Good. Um, yeah. And and actually, Julian and I have the same birthday, so that's kind yeah, of interesting same too. Same stars. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely yep. nothing interesting about that. <laughs> it's just everything's interesting. About Drew that. and I wore the same shoes one day. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Literally at the same time. So it was so very gonna, awkward to walk. But yeah, it's 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 nice that. I mean, sometimes it it does get frustrating. Like like. I could just do this entire. Well, not. Yeah. I mean, like, I can't. I can't develop. It's software, how we wore a motofuse. But you know, I you can. I cradle can, the grave. You handle the project. Yeah, like I can. I can do do all of that. But it is kind of a relief that hey, I I get X far and then I'm done. You know, for for now. And then somebody else does their part, bring it back, and then maybe you can help me out there because because <laughs> the world that I live in, and I mean, with Drew in the side, is I do work cradle to grave, a hundred percent cradle to grave. On the project that we do, yeah, right, right yeah. You got to learn. Like, do you meditate? Do you sleep? Like, how do you shut? Down? I don't. Tr- I, here's my thing: is like, I have a hard time trusting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I just have yeah. a hard time trusting that somebody else is going to get something yep, done. Yep, me too. And you also know because you're in this situation too that mm-hmm. if Mike Delay will call you or text you mm-hmm. or call you in his office and ask you directly why yep. something had not been done or why something was done, yep. and you want to be able to have the information mm-hmm. to say, listen, uh, this and. This is where I get into put into situation. Mm-hmm. Is that if it is if it's in somebody else's wheelhouse, you don't want to feel like you're rolling a bus over them, right? Yeah, right. But at the same time, you don't want to get the you know mm-hmm. delay going. Why you know? Um, is, yeah. How it hard is, was it for you to to walk into that position where you just had to release control? I mean, it, it is it is challenging, but but I I, I appreciate everybody's talents, and I and I'm glad to have them. Like I'm glad to have so many people it takes pressure off of me like i don't that team is building that jj's uh team used to just consist of you and and julian Mm -hmm. used to be julian by himself when he became the vp of philosophy and zoology philosophizer (laughs) and um it's philosophy and um what's the other word innovation innovation Innovation. there you go i don't want to take anything away from what his title is like having fun with it vision in there too i don't i I mean can we add it now let's just add it. innovation yeah yeah being super cool. I think it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's basically the CVO, right? The chief <laughs> visionary officer. But anyway, it was just JJ. Then it was you. Mm-hmm. And then recently, I've learned after I did a short conversation with JJ yesterday when it comes to go to market and the process that's going to be happening with like new product, is that Kara Mueller is on the team now, right. and along with um, um, Melania, Melania, Melania Bixler. Melania Bixler. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else on that team? So yeah, so they're working on on go to market, and then um, Jamie Faulkner and Allison Hansen have have um, going the JJ team been like on my team. Yeah, are they with JJ? Are they they report to you, or yeah. are they with somebody else? They, yeah, they report, report to you, to and me. then you roll up to yeah. JJ. So you have Jamie Faulkner is reporting to you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, I we him and I had a piece. Uh, I don't know. You we already talked about it on the show when he said I had the easiest job at Auto Alert. Oh. Yeah. Remember that little conversation? Can you make sure his job is just extremely hard? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I sit right by him and 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 I well, hear a, all the things he has to do, and I I see a lot of things, and we bounce a ton of ideas off each other. So. Yeah, give him a fair amount of busy work. You though. know, he and I started around the same time. Um, I think the same month, 
Really? I don't know. No, I think he started. I don't know. I think he started after you. Yeah, he started a little bit after me. But um, yeah, because so, I remember us talking about Jamie coming on. Yeah, and it was after you were okay. But you didn't know because you were in Washington. You couldn't see everyday <laughs> no. world. No. So um, that's what that's what uh, director dealer strategy does. Is that you want to become get in the mind of the everyday dealer, which is just like advertising because mm-hmm. you've got so many different users, yeah. which markets. Mm-hmm size of the dealership, type of the dealership, the amount of salespeople. I mean, it's all about size, I guess, sometimes. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how you, how you sleep. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I do. It's, but I mean, I do. I prove have, it. I have my, <laughs> yeah, prove on my sleep. here, I can bring up on my, on my, <laughs> on my Apple watch here. My, my sleep records. So if there's anybody five listening. minutes of sleep last <laughs> yeah. night. So if there's any PMs listening to this, if there's anybody that, that has dealer facing roles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for existing customers, they they need to know who you are. Right. Yeah. And, need, and and do you do you have that relationship, or what can we do to make it better? So I mean, when I was uh, when I was in training, you know, director of, of training, um, I was much more heavily involved with uh, the team in the field, and I'm I'm still loosely in there, and I know. Um, I know my name comes up periodically, and I'll chime in sometimes in uh, Pando channels when they've got. Uh, sometimes they have weird questions, like kind of off the wall, and and I love it. I love, I love uh, um, when they uh, bring these interesting scenarios. Like, hey, this weird random scenario happened. How you know? How can we solve this? I love seeing those and and seeing what people respond. Uh, you know how they respond to that, and and you know, being able to provide input when I can. But, um, you know, I've been I've been on the training for almost a year now. I've been in this role for about a year, so um, I haven't been as heavily involved. Um, I, I don't get to meet the new hires quite so closely. But, um, but yeah, I'm here. I'm happy to, to help out. And, um, Hold on one second. Where are you going? You just, you just bored the hell out of me. <laughs> I'm enjoying what you're saying, Sally. <laughs> Drew just got up and just he's, left the room. He's like, I'm gone. Yeah, he's out. Um, We're not going to talk about rock and roll. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I love being a resource for, for coworkers. And, um, Did you even know I still worked here? Yeah. Because they put us down in the basement with my swing line stapler <laughs> in, uh, in storage room C. Yeah. 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 In this stinky raw office. It smells like corn nuts. Yeah. Well, before, oh, do I smell like corn nuts now? Because I can't smell it. I don't really care. It probably smells great. <laughs> uh, so there's a, there's a segment of this uh, that uh, we do with anybody that, that I invite down here to do the podcast, to talk about what they do and, mm-hmm. and all that, because I think it's, it's, it's interesting and I think it's great information for anybody here, uh, which, by the way, uh, we do have a job shadowing program that if you want to go to uh, InsideAutoAlert.com, you can actually uh, job shadow Sally for an hour <laughs> or so and just watch what she does. Um, so you can do that. You just go to InsideAutoAlert.com. It's on there somewhere. Sit and listen to me swear a lot. Is that what it is? <laughs> Get so frustrated hopefully, hopefully you're not going to swear in the next uh, the next segment here. This is no. a really quick. Uh, now, I do have to remind you, this is a corporate um, This is a corporate podcast. So any questions that I ask you that happen to be personal, if you don't want to answer them, you're not required to answer right. them at all. Right. But these are pretty simple. This is just an easy Google search questions <laughs> to ask your coworker to get to know them. Right. Okay. So these we do this with every person that comes down here, which, by the way, later today, and I hope this turns out, I've got the Bixlers coming. Oh, so these nice. two all... microphones. Yeah, I got all three coming. Nice. Because I think they're the only threesome that that works at that auto alert that are related. Yeah. I got to try to figure this out. The Warner Brothers, uh, Kyle and, and Nate. Uh-huh. 
but that don't, their dad is not really part of it, you know. Um, but we're going to see. It's, I think it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And one of them being on your team. Um, so here we go. Uh, who inspires you? And these are just kind of quick answers, the top of your head. You don't have to go into you don't have to go into detail. Like who inspired you? Pat Benatar? I'm sure it's Pat Benatar. Stevie Nicks. Benatar. Stevie Nicks. I know it's Stevie Nicks. I mean that's yeah yeah. When I when I was little, I I, I mean aside from from the others, 80s uh, rock women in rock. Um, yeah, I always thought Stevie Nicks was pretty cool, and I've I've been lucky that I've seen her in concert, and then Fleetwood Mac as well in concert. So it's pretty uh, yeah. Pretty yes. amazing. Anybody else inspire you? Karen Mueller? I mean, <laughs> I mean, my, my parents, you know, parents, my, yeah. my parents have, have worked hard to, to raise me. And, you know, my brother, I'm, my brother's done Still a, cop? a great job. He's a police sergeant. Yep. Yeah. See, he's making his way up there. Yep. Next question. What's the best concert you ever attended? Oh, wow. Man. I mean, I've been to some great shows. Most recently, though, this was pretty cool, is I got front row tickets to go see Apocalyptica. They're a uh, classically trained uh, Finnish cellists. Yeah. And they play uh, Metallica. Yeah. And so, so three of them? Uh, there's four. Four of them. And then they have a, a drummer as well. And so I got front row tickets. And so halfway through the show, they invite everybody to come up. And uh, so I'm like resting my arms on the stage and almost got hit in the face with a cello. I don't the know bow? what the, the, no, the, the pointy part on the bottom of the cello. Cello stick. The stand. I don't know. It's cello. It's cello pudding pot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next. Yeah. So they, they get pretty crazy, but that, that was a pretty cool show. Where's your favorite place in the world that you've been? Ooh. Um... It's a tough one. Yeah, it now is. Now remember, whatever it you is. answer with, nobody's going to come know, back later and, and be like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, it doesn't. I mean, but just give us somewhere that's uh, that really stood out that comes to, what, what was the first thing that popped in your head? Well, so so uh, Wilmington, of all places, Wilmington, North Carolina was, was pretty cool. Um, I had a really neat time there. It's beautiful. It's green. It's very much like the Northwest. I haven't really seen any part of the, the country that reminded me so much of the Northwest, but also... Um, Rhode Island was was pretty cool to to check out. Did you go to Tasca? Um, no, I was uh, I was at the Boston office, yeah. and then we had a a dealer visit uh, in uh, Kingstown, yeah, uh, Rhode Island, I guess. And then did you go out to like where the water is, or did you stay mostly? Oh yeah, no, by Providence? I, so so as soon as we were done there, I had Peter I, Griffin territory. <laughs> yeah, I had some. So I wasn't flying out till the next morning, so I had some time to kill. So yeah. I just. I drove around a bit, got to see the shore. Um, or Which, the, back to the your coast. comment, the Great Smoky Mountains do remind me a little bit of the Northwest oh, yeah. territory. Yeah, so. I've not been there yet. but that's, La- that's What's the last book you read? Oh, I'm reading one. Uh, it's a Guns N' Roses book oh, written yes. by... Um, Duff? Uh, Tell me it's written by no, Duff. Which I Duff McKagan, is that his name? I you don't have to look it up. It's, it's all right. It's been a while. Yeah. If you could be any animal... Was it Slash? <laughs> No, the Slash, Slash writer? He, he can't write. No. Well, none of them can. can't. Well, Duff the, can. can't see the paper. No, Duff is a great writer. I love Duff. Duff wrote the Duff. entire Harry Potter series. <laughs> uh, if you could be any animal, what animal would you be, Sal? What animal? Yeah. Um, you can say marsupial or a fish, or it doesn't necessarily be <laughs> an animal. It could be a bird. Um, I mean, it'd be kind of cool to fly. Yeah, so you'd want to like be a, a golden retriever? I'm just I don't know, I just thought I'd throw you. I didn't know if you were listening. <laughs> like a, you know, like a uh, a hawk or something. Would you want to be a bird or like oh, a flying squirrel? It's it's Stephen Ad- Adler's who wrote the book. Oh well, you can't believe it. He he was gone for so long. It, it's well, it's, it's going to be the story of appetite. Yeah, yeah it's uh, my appetite for destruction. 
yeah. by Steven Adler. So it's been a while. I I I um I don't what read do you, as much as I would like to. Um, what are you really passionate about? First thing that pops in your head. Something you're very passionate about. I love music. Music. I love listening to music. I love, I love. Man, I've been getting into all sorts of new, different types of music that I've never really listened to before. And like, like, um, so kind of weird, but Viking metal. Okay. <laughs> There's a man. I, 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 I never thought I would be as into it as I am, but... So is this like, like Viking as in... Because I know there's like like Swedish black metal where it's just mm-hmm. like... Rah, rah, rah. Yeah, like, is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I, 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 may, I may do a little bit of that myself. I yeah. Might be, if I'm ever hoarse someday, That's it's, why. it's because I was... Singing uh, along in the shower. I was like. up uh, playing video games, <laughs> listening to Viking metal and, and yeah. narrating what I was doing in the game, shooting yeah. zombies or whatever in my, my Viking metal voice. But, I love it. Yeah. Uh, what would your Viking metal name be? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even know. You start talking about music and Drew's on it. Now. Yeah, know, I'm like, oh, I that's know. something I... I'm trying to come up with the perfect uh, final question to ask Sally, so I'm going to ask her another. I mean, we're going to stay with these, but I have the perfect... I'm trying to put together the perfect one. Oh, okay. He's trying to um, lead up to it, and we're Yeah, I'm, we're uh, so uh, what are you currently watching on Netflix right now? Oh, um... So forensic, so there's there's like a couple shows depending on my mood that that I I just watch I watch the same stuff over and over yeah. again because like like I get teased because I've I've seen all of Game of Thrones I've seen some of the seasons like multiple times and I'm still like who's the you know the the bald dude in the robe or who's the little guy the or eunuch. you know the the uh, dragon lady you know like right I and and. They're like, dude, you've you've watched the so entire. So it's kind of like on in the <laughs> background while you're doing other stuff, or you're you're just watching. I don't know. Then... I think I think I don't know. I, it helps me to watch in uh, with closed captioning. Uh-huh. Like you pick up a lot more. So I think that might be part of it. But um, yeah, I'm watching The Office for the zillionth time, and uh, Forensic Files. That's uh, usually my my go tos yeah. on. Uh, just give me, gives me another excuse to bring up another 48. Oh, yeah. The first 48. Do, do you have another fun fact about No, uh, I'm, just, I'm just really... Have you seen the one that happened in Kansas City, Kansas? There's a ton of them. Okay, <laughs> well, yeah. That's like my old hood. Well, no, they're, they're so, all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but they've done in KCK. Yeah, so. there was a shooting outside of uh, 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 KU Med Center, which, oh. I know, which I know is right on State Line Road almost. Yeah. It's like one block over. Mm-hmm. And KCK had to handle it because it was oh. like one block into the Right. Games. Yeah. Um, I'm still getting, I've almost got everything here uh, oh, for my man. greatest oh, uh, okay, question so of all. I'm going to, here's the last question until we get ready. to the greatest question of all time for Sally Yulianich. Uh-huh. All right. Um, so everybody here at work, uh-huh. right? Um, from everybody, all of our employees, who would you want to swap places with for a day? Ooh, man. Is that a good question? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a. <laughs> um, that's a tough one. I don't know. Maybe Drew. I think that'd be fun. Mm, it, I think you that would, would have be. Fun. I think yeah. that'd be a fun. I, I'm not, and I'm not saying it's it's easy. It's it's probably decently challenging. Well, you got to deal with Joey but all you, day. <laughs> but you know, so. but you know, like you got that, you, you know. got technical things you got to do. You always got to be on. You know, you got to be ready to talk to people and and uh, you know sometimes I, I I just I don't wake up you know mentally like like i'm here but i'm not always awake until you know sometimes like 10 or whatever so yeah i i don't know if i could always be that perky and 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 you know engaged but i think i think it'd be cool if i switch places with you the ship would sink <laughs> though so 
Maybe in theory we'll we'll do that one of these days, but no, can't can't do it in real life. None of us will have jobs. The whole building will collapse. And people are like, what happened? Well, Sally yeah. and Drew switch places. Are you ready for the greatest question ever asked you in the history of your life? All right. I mean, I, I'm making it pretty big. I know. I'm, I'm getting like a little. Stressed. Or is this just the tribute to the greatest? No, this is the greatest. All right. So, uh, great tenacious D reference there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> were you ever did you ever see professional wrestling and that's not the question oh. <laughs> that'd be a big letdown it's a two-parter do you know what i mean professional wrestling do you know what a battle royal is oh, in professional so, wrestling so so one of my one of my favorite video games to play like you know like brainless whatever games is uh it's wwe like it's from a few years ago 12 or 13 i don't know and my favorite thing to do is the royal rumble so you know what a royal rumble battle Heck royal is right yeah. and explain to drew what that yeah, is yeah I, I don't know so 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 the way it plays out in the game and i'm like i'm not into wrestling like i will make fun of anybody you know, no disclaimers i'll, just I'll make fun of anybody who watches wrestling but it is kind of entertaining so i and i know way more <laughs> about it than i i wish i did but basically so so the Royal Rumble, and this is how I do it, is you start with, with 40 wrestlers, right? Right. And the goal is to be the last one in the ring. Okay. So, so you start out with two, uh -huh. okay? You start out with two, and then like a minute or two goes by, and then if if so that's, one... So that's different than a... So that's the Royal Rumble. Oh. And I'm oh, Battle Royal. Battle Royal. Is, is that everybody all at once wrestling? Do you so just yours kill is like wrestling? yours is like if you started in the ring first and you beat Drew, then I would come running in and I'd have to wrestle you. And if yeah. I beat you, then I stayed and somebody else comes running. Oh, yeah, so like, that'd be one, terrible if you were wrestler number one. Be yeah. great if you're wrestler number one. Yeah, but it's all staged 40. anyway, so yeah. they already know. But no, the yeah. Battle Royal is you've got basically 10 wrestlers in the, the, the ring oh, at one and time just try to... and the, and you if you get thrown out of the ring if your feet touch the ground outside yeah. of the ring then you're considered out and the last one in the ring is considered the battle royal champion yeah. right yeah so does okay. that sound familiar yeah so like you can like, hang just, you can hang you can hang just on like don't let your feet touch the ground right Whoa. i was let me just make sure demonstrating it there for those i'm missing i'm missing one hold on i'm missing one okay uh yeah i'll just throw her in there Okay. okay, so so here's what I'm doing. Okay, all right. This is battle royal. Yeah. Professional wrestling rules. Mm -hmm. Here are your contestants oh. in the battle royal. Okay. Royal. But I want you to tell me <laughs> who would end up being the champion. Oh no. Okay. Are you ready for your list of participants? <laughs> yeah, and and I I'm 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 fairly confident in my. My fighting capability. You're not in it. No, no, no. You're oh, not oh, in I it. Oh, I thought. I thought like. No, are you, we like? Are, do you want to be in it? We, I'll, we... just, I'll take this person out. I don't know. No, let's 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 go with your list. And then okay. we can do two answers. So you're okay. refing. You're okay, the ref. I'm refing. No, yeah. you're you're betting on it. Oh, I'm betting. Okay. You've got you've yeah, got a thousand dollars. If you pick the right person that wins the whole thing, okay. who is the person you would pick to win the whole thing? And right? this is like normal, like SmackDown, whatever. Like this is like normal rules and all that. Normal, whatever okay. professional rules. Okay. Right. But here's the twist: these are not wrestlers. Right. Okay. These are just people uh -huh. that you've heard of. Okay. Here's the list of, of people in that <laughs> ring. Are you ready? Okay. And please let me get through the entire list before any kind right. of feedback, okay? Right. Okay. Bjork, Annie Lennox, Joni Mitchell, Patti Smith, Tina Turner, Debbie Harry, Pat Benatar, Grace Slick, Stevie Nicks, and Lita Ford. Oh, man. <laughs> Would that not be an amazing battle royal? Okay. Yeah. So... Do you, can, do you know all can, of them? Can 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 I see the list? Yeah, if you want can to. Can you help orchestrate this? Yeah. Do we need you to closer. get up and that's yeah. Okay. See his job's very easy. So I'm the passer so, honor. 
So right off the bat, I feel like like two of our strong ones would be. Um, uh, oh, I forgot to give you this. Huh. They're all thirty years old. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. so it's like everybody in their prime. Like, okay. Everybody like, in their prime. Yeah, not well, Tina Turner now, but oh, all in their prime. Well, all of them in their prime. I thought. Sorry, I thought you had Janis Joplin on there. And no, she like, she died before her prime. Yeah. So okay, I would say like some some strong ones on here would be uh, Tina Turner and Lita Ford. I feel like they would really. They they'd pull the smack Went down. To the party on a Saturday Well, I mean, she has a, a song about it, just not even being a it big thing about fighting. But then, like Annie Lennox is like bro- walking on broken glass, so she's pretty tough and too. Be- I'm, Bjork is Bjork, just though, she's kind of she's I like mean, a wild card though. Like, I feel I, I might. She's from I, I, Iceland. They're nuts. Uh, he, didn't she in that video like run up the wall and flip around, or was that like a stunt person? I think you were watching it a Jackie Chan movie. Was Bjork? So, so we are running out of time because this is the longest right. single interview we've had in the history <laughs> of this podcast uh, with one person. But it's been fun. Yeah. Who do you think would win? Who do you want to win? Oh man. And how many in that list could you beat up in their prime? I mean, and you were in your prime. <laughs> Not that you're not in your prime now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not necessarily in my prime. I'm just. I'm trying to like. What you got? I'm trying to fight allergies. So I'm trying to shove her into a corner here to make her make a decision. I know mine. I've got mine. Well, what's yours? Mine is Bjork, hands down, because yeah. she. I think she would fight mm. uh, very dirty, uh, <laughs> and you guys, wouldn't even know it was her until you guys are missing something huge here. Oh, so quiet. You're missing something. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. But you're missing something huge here. I think we have an absolute psychopath on that list and nobody is really even recognizing. Right? You throw on White Rabbit and Grace Slick is going to go crazy on everybody. <laughs> right. Tell me that Grace Slick. Grace Slick is nuts. Well, I'm thinking, but in the prime. In her prime. Which might not be able to focus because of extracurricular. Heroin and all that stuff. The drugs are Yeah. Yeah but, yeah. But, but, but I'm saying I'm going with Grace Slick in her prime. Grace Slick, Stevie Nicks, last two rumbling. Where the, oh, Stevie I Nicks, Stevie I think Nicks Tina, Tina would. Tina Turner? Oh, yeah. yeah I think she's, have you ever seen Tina dance? I have, but I think that's what's <laughs> against her. Legs, she's got she has do, such strong Too much energy. Legs. Oh, yeah. Have you guys not ever yeah. seen that? Mm-hmm. You're good until yeah. she gets you on the ground. You, you know, know what you like certain like you need to ask scrappers. Jamie Tina, Faulkner Tina, what he thinks. Tina I'm going to tell you right now. You guys never watch Battle Royal. You guys never <laughs> seen a Battle Royal. Drew, I can tell you, you've never seen one because I, because the wrestler with all this energy that runs around, they're the one that does the old ole, right? That's when somebody's like they're going to go tackle somebody and they step out of the way and they fly out of the, yeah. the ring. That's gotta, what Tina Turner would do. You got So who's your? Before we wrap this up, Ooh. who is your answer? No, I, I'm still with Tina Turner. You're going Tina Turner. Yeah. You're going. I'm going Bjork and Tina. Bjork, and I'm going to go Grace Slick. Um, I'm going to ask the question. Patty uh, Smith's the first one out. She's the first one out? You yes. Think so? Yes. I don't know. I almost put uh, I almost put uh, Shirley Manson on there, too. Just, oh, Shirley would probably I take them all. Yeah. I just feel like Stevie Nicks, she wouldn't want to like hurt people. Like yeah. She'd be like, no, like that's She'd not. be more lace than leather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at all these references we have. All right, Sally Yulianich, thanks for uh, joining us on the podcast to learn Thank everything you. about what you do, <laughs> what the dealers do. Everything and, you um, do, do. And we do, will see do. you uh, in Sonoma, California. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Inside Out Alert podcast. Remember, all views and opinions by anyone on the podcast are represented to themselves and do not necessarily reflect the ideas or opinions of Auto Alert. If you'd like to be a guest on the Inside Auto Alert podcast, reach out to Joey Little on Vando, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.